This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Of course, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there totally free. We are broadcasting live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008. Uh, outdoors tonight. Last night we were in the Dark Star. I think it was the Dark Star Pub or something like that. No, no, it was the Powder Keg. Powder Keg. I don't know why I'm thinking it's the Dark Star. Anyway, it is just a huge party out here, and it has taken some willpower, Mark, to not just party hard all day, because it is possible with the Sakel CAI fun tent uh, out there. Possible. It's it's pretty common. Yeah. 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 There's uh, some serious fun going on here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You can hear probably the band in the background, so we may have essentially a music bed for the entire show. There you go. Going on back there. Oh, they're and, doing some uh, cover songs out there, and people are enjoying the music, dancing around. Yeah, and uh, we arrived yesterday. This is our second program. We're going to be doing it again live tomorrow night for the final show of the week. And there's just been so much happening. Of course, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, brought to you by the Free State Project and SACL CAI. Uh, it is the Free State Project's yearly event that uh, basically invites liberty-loving people to uh, the same place. In this case, it's Gunstock, which is a wonderful campground and mountain here in uh, Guilford, New Hampshire. Very lovely place to, uh, to hang out with uh, great friends and new friends and uh, your family as well. And there are, I don't, I, well, maybe we'll... Grab Rich Goldman, the organizer of Porkfest. I don't know how many people we've seen out here so far, but Hundreds. I'd say a couple hundred at, at least. And it really should get uh, even thicker tomorrow with uh, more, even more activities going on. And I don't time. imagine we've seen all of them that are here. Yeah, I, I would think you're right about that because people are out doing all kinds of different things. All week long there have been activities going on, which the main purpose, as far as I'm concerned, is to mix with people and to socialize and to meet interesting folks and uh, and talk about liberty and, and freedom and brainstorm about how we can get from where we are today to a, a point of, of greater liberty in our lives. And I oh, I want to see more people signed up for the Free State Project. And I know there's a bunch of people that are coming here just for Porkfest. That's and true. They need their names on dotted lines. Well, yeah, that would be great as well, and I'm sure that's inevitable. From what I've heard, there's uh, at least one couple here who has decided they aren't going back. <laughs> they're just going to stay. Not here at the campground, but right, they're well, going to stay. You in could. The Right, they're going to stick it out, and uh, you know that's that's some amazing resolve. And and really, when you get up here, it and you doesn't visit, really require resolve. It's so fun. Well, you're right. Uh, it's, you know, it's hard to wrap your life up that quickly. I mean, it's that's a pretty serious. Yeah, deal. you're right. That would be weird. And uh, so you know, when you come up here and you meet these great people, and you have such a wonderful experience. You do want to stick a, you want to stick around. You want to be up here for this because there's nothing else like this in the world. If there is, please call in at 800-259-9231 and tell me where you can go where there are literally hundreds of other people in the same place who believe in the same things as you do. And I'm talking about the message of liberty and the, you know the idea that we shouldn't be aggressing against our neighbors in order to get them to behave in ways that we think they should behave or to not do things that we think they shouldn't do. Uh, the idea, of course, in general, is to leave people alone unless they're hurting somebody or destroying property. And if you agree with that, if you agree with that viewpoint, you will find some friends here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You know, um, it, it, it's funny. You'd, you'd think that uh, things would just descend into chaos if it wasn't for uh, government, you know, always telling people what to do and, and that kind of thing. But what I've noticed here is... Um, 
there's there's libertarian guys walking around. It's probably 80, 20 guys here at Porkfest. 80, uh, you know, 80. 80% guys, maybe. But the 70%. women are very attractive, I must say. Yeah, well, that much is true. Um, and a lot of them are carrying guns right on their hips, and y- there's a lot of alcohol flowing. You would think true. that alcohol, males, and guns would be a really bad thing. I haven't heard so much as a voice raised at um, you know, anybody else. So, yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's just a great crowd of people, and they get along all week. so well. They just they, they naturally get along with one another and uh, encourage people to go to porkfest.com to learn more about what's going on. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. We're here. We're going to talk to a variety of different people. Uh, the guys from Free Minds TV are out and about. They've got their cameras, uh, and they're recording things and doing interviews. Of course, we're here. We've got a third microphone set up. So if you're at Porkfest and you want to get on the program as you would normally call in, you can sit in. You can actually sit on the show. Uh, or in on the show and uh, talk with us on the air. Of course, you can also call in at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. We could talk a little bit more here about, and I guess there's some impeachment news. I don't know if you've got that story, Mark, but maybe we'll get to that. Uh, but first, let's talk a little bit more about what's actually gone on today. Uh, much of this, we just you, you just can't do everything. You really can't do everything. Uh, this morning, it I guess all day long, uh, essentially from 8 in the morning till 5 o'clock, there was a hike up Mount Liberty, apparently a 4,000-mile, or not 4,000-mile, 4,000-foot-high mountain. And that's pretty hardcore, man, getting up at 7 in the morning. They do it every year. Sacral CII Fun 10. I don't know how many Fun 10 people actually went on that hike. The uh, NRA was here with a Refuse to Be a Victim seminar. An improv acting class went on today, as well as a bus tour. Of the be- very beautiful lakes area and the Laconia area. Some people went fishing on Lake Winnipesaukee, uh, team sports. Uh, let's see, there's an icebreaker event that uh, that happened today. Uh, exhibitors are all over the place, including uh, Dale from AnarchyInYourHead.com and uh, Mark Warden, a, a porcupine realtor. Uh, plus, let's see, what else? Oh, live music, as you can hear in the background, going on right now. And there's a lot coming up. Uh, we'll talk more about that as the show goes on. But that's some of the stuff that you missed today. And if you're bummed out about that, start making plans now for next summer. I don't know when the next one's going to be, but you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be June or July uh, of next year. I know last year it was in July. This year it's in June. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how that pans out. Of course, we'll bring you the news as that happens. 800-259-9231. We go right into your calls. Dave is on the line in Athens listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Hi, guys. Hey, what's up? I hear you're having a good time, and that's good. Tell Absolutely. everyone we're behind you. First off, there's a story in today's paper that a couple of weeks ago the county commissioners voted or made this rule that they said was Ohio law and the dog warning could go into two cities in the county and pick up dogs, and now they're saying that the government bureaucracy is saying that the dog warning cannot catch dogs at large in those two cities. Huh. So you're saying they can't catch dogs at all, or just large dogs? I'm sorry, I missed that point. They cannot catch dogs at all. If there was a dog at large, they would have to call the police. So the dog, uh, the animal control department can no longer catch dogs. Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry if it's if I missed your point. What what I'm saying is that in these two cities, Athens and Nelsonville, they cannot catch dogs. Huh. So they they can catch other animals, just not dogs. I don't know about that. Part. What brought it? What brought this about, Dave? Well, a couple of weeks ago. The old 
dog board and retired. And I guess the city of Athens didn't renew its contract, or it was supposed to have a contract. And now they're saying they can't, they can patrol there, but they can't catch dogs there. So the dog warden can patrol for dogs, but they can't actually catch the dog? I think this will be probably something yep. they take care of relatively quickly. Yeah, I would guess so. Dave, thanks for the and call tonight. We appreciate hearing right. from you. 800-259-9231. Not the most gripping of uh, topics, but appreciate <laughs> well, the call. I didn't see what the implications were, but I, I, I'm thinking that there's going to be a few stray dogs running around. Just, I guess the point was it just a weird bureaucratic snafu, I, I suppose. Yep. 800-259-9231 is... So you want to hear about this impeachment news? Yeah, yeah, what's going on with all this? Um, because we heard that uh, what Dennis Kucinich put in the uh, the impeachment... Yeah, there's 35 articles of impeachment. I don't know precisely what that means. We're probably, probably 35 charges or, you know, 35 different bits of the same charge or something like that. Uh-huh. Apparently it was voted uh, t- 251 to 166 to send those 35 articles of impeachment Wow. to the House Judiciary Committee. What's that mean? So it's going to committee now. And then so the committee wait, will decide... Why would the why would the whole House vote on a, sending something to a committee? I guess so they didn't have to actually vote on it? Is that the idea? Okay, we're going to send yet. this off to a committee, then the committee's going to decide something, and then we'll decide on what the committee decides on? Is that the idea? It says it's now the Judiciary Committee's obligation to hold impeachment hearings. So... Okie dokie. You know... Can't tell you exactly. I, I thought impeachment was just the accusation, and then the, the the Senate had the actual trial. So I don't know what the hell. I don't know if they. I don't think an impeachment obligates the Senate to do anything. I think they can impeach him, and they could stop there. Yes, that's very the thing much with the Clinton. Yeah, there's very much the chance that absolutely nothing will come out of this. In and fact, I, that's my you prediction. know, in, putting George Bush in jail wouldn't be wouldn't mount anything either. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And joining us, uh, sitting in here on the third microphone, our normal Tuesday night co-host, Nick, is here from Free Minds TV. Hello, Nick. Uh, hi there. And we've been getting some great footage. Uh, just oh, cool. got here this afternoon. So, you know, had to put up camp and all that. But right. we've had a couple hours to shoot some footage and... It's great, just the density of liberty-oriented organizations and individuals around that you can talk to. For those just tuning in, we are at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008, put on by the Free State Project and SACL CAI. Uh, we're here and broadcasting live, looking forward to seeing many of our listeners who've been in and about here. Uh, of course, I'm sure you've already met some people, Nick, who are viewers of Free Minds TV. I definitely have. I've had a few people shake my hand who I I didn't know before that, so it it was kind of interesting to meet people who are watching the show who you didn't know were watching. Now, you guys are getting ready for a comeback, as I understand it. Uh, Free Minds TV, uh, by the way, freemindstv.com is the website. Uh, You guys put the TV show on hiatus for a short time uh, due to some internal issues with the station that you're on. What's the status of the comeback of the show? Um, we're going to be back. Our air date locally on the, on our local public access channel is going to be June 27th, and we usually have it up online within a day or two of that. So end of June, probably the 28th or 29th, Very you'll cool. be able to see us back online, and we'll be back on a regular weekly schedule. Right. In, in the meantime, they can grab uh, audio podcasts, the uh, Free Minds Radio that you guys do as well, and that's also available at freemindstv.com. Are you planning anything special for this first show, thinking about some of this stuff? Um, well, I think the uh, the Pork Fest special is probably going to be its own standalone thing. Uh, we might incorporate some of that into the first episode, but I think we'll try to do something 
uh, something special since we've been away for a while and try to welcome back the viewers as best we can. Excellent. So uh, there's a lot going on out here. There's so much to do. It's it's almost overwhelming, the choices uh, here at Porcupine Freedom Festival. You guys just arrived, as you said, a few hours ago. What are your plans for tonight? Are you going to hang out with uh, the Liberty Lovers by the fire and have a little uh, few libations? Uh, personally, I have to run back to Keene tonight. But uh, Toby's but, hanging out, right? Uh, Toby will be hanging out, and uh, cool. I'll be here for quite a while more, so... Uh, it's always a good time. It really is. Yeah, Whether really you're is. Uh, drinking or not, it's, there's lots of great people here, and it, there is so much to do during the day. And during the night, you have more of a chance to just sit back and talk to other people who care about freedom and liberty. Are you guys uh, planning anything in particular tomorrow as far as what you're planning to go and shoot or, uh, or attend? Uh, we're kind of patching it together as we go. We're just basically going for a strategy of shoot as much video as we can uh, of as many of the main events as we can and just so we have as many options as possible for when we put it all together because obviously, obviously we're going to edit some in post. Uh, but hopefully uh, you know, we'll catch most of the major speakers and stuff like that. Uh, we've had a chance to speak with a lot of the vendors and some of the activists and organizations that are more New Hampshire-oriented today. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Lots going on out here uh, tomorrow. It's going to be tough to, to call. I mean, there's, there's of course, more live music tomorrow, uh, more sports. The What kind of sports? Panel discussion. Team sports going on uh, tomorrow. Panel discussion. What kind of team sports? Uh, it says here, frisbees, wiffle balls, bats, soccer balls, and other equipment for impromptu team sports will be hmm. available. So you can do whatever kind of sporting you want to. Uh, it sounds like. I mean, they, they've got open mic happening tomorrow. Everything is it's all over the place. There are panel discussions, uh, several open mics, apparently. Something on how to save gasoline. I mean, really, it's all over the place. And then, of course, there's the Alternatives Expo, which is going on as well. So plenty of choices uh, for freemindstv.com to, uh, to choose and to cover. And, of, of course, uh, we appreciate you coming on the show tonight, dude. Anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, not really. I'm looking forward to tomorrow because Saturday is always, generally, for all the pork fests I've been to, that's the big day where everyone makes it out. Even people who can only make it that one day make an effort to be there. And it's, it's a really good time. So for people who are listening in the, you know, in the New England area, there's still time to make it out. If that's you, true. At, you know, if you can get up here by tomorrow. So. Should be a hundred freedom-loving porcupines out here. Yeah, I, I, hundreds of freedom-loving porcupines out here. I have no idea what the registration fee is, but I, I know it's pretty affordable, I whatever think it's it is. $10 a day. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So there's no reason to not, if you're in the area, bring the family up and have a good time. The weather could not be any better than it is. I mean, it is just fantastic. Well, you're going to want some uh, you know, long sleeves to sleep in at night. That's true, and it, the sun does come out during the day, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get you some You want shorts during the day. If you're going to be out and about in that. Uh, but it's otherwise just an amazing group of people that is, it's just almost uh, stunning to, to talk about the, uh, the awesomeness of these people. They are so cool, and it's just, you, you can meet somebody for the first time ever, as you said you've, you've done today. And there's, there's, even though you don't know this person from Adam, there's some sort of bond there. There's something special because you do already agree on so much, and you don't even really know each other. It's very strange. Yeah, it? there's certainly a camaraderie, and, and you do know before you even really start talking to somebody that you're in the same camp on a lot of things. Even, yeah. I mean, even though, even among liberty activists, sometimes there are some areas where people there's will certainly disagree. certainly divergent beliefs, And sure. especially in how to approach solving problems and getting government out of people's lives. But generally speaking, it's really great to be around people who at least agree with where you're coming from, and nobody thinks you're crazy. So, 
you know, it, it, it's it's really refreshing, especially for people who aren't in a state like New Hampshire. I mean, for somebody who hasn't been spoiled in a way by having activists by around here, all the yeah. ta- time, I think you can kind of get used to meeting liberty activists in your daily life uh, if you're living in New Hampshire, which is a good thing and it's a good reason to move. But for people who are just coming here for the first time, I'm sure it's almost overwhelming. Yeah, it could be a shock to the system in a way. Like, you've never been around this many cool, liberty-oriented people. And it's fun to it's fun to envision for somebody that doesn't really know what it's like to be here and constantly have access to these great people uh, to, to just sort of envision what that could mean for the future of pro-liberty activism. I mean, there's so much that has already happened with the Free State Project, with 20,000 liberty-loving activists moving to New Hampshire, even with only a few hundred of early movers. It's amazing to see what has happened so far, and all that's going to happen in the future is just more and more, and it's going to get better and better. And it's, it's, I, I heard, uh, I think it was Rich Goldman talking earlier on the stage about what is Porkfest going to be like when there are a thousand people attending, when, when 20,000 liber- liberty-loving people are actually in New Hampshire, and then you've got 5,000 people, ha- you know, however many of the 20,000 would show up for Porkfest, you've got thousands of people around. What's that going to be like? I mean, that's almost crazy to think about. You know, it's going to be tents everywhere. That's what it's going to be like. Yeah. Well, they'll have to take over the entire campground. So it's really fun to, to think about how having more people is really going to affect this movement. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, the government people aren't going to know what to do. Well, hopefully we'll be seeing it rather than thinking about it in the, in the fairly near-term future. I mean, I know there are a lot of people who are supposed to be moving by the end of this year as part of the First 1000 Project, and there's probably even more who are deciding to make the move as we speak. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot more new faces moving in. And, uh, you know, that could easily double the number of activists in New Hampshire. And there's, it, it's already surprising how many free staters I run into just in my daily life in, in Keene, where you generally broadcast that. That's my hometown as well. Right. And, you know, you, I'll run into people who are activists who I've, you know, I've worked with on different pieces of activism, but I'll see them in the supermarket. I'll see them on the street. So these are people who you'll see in your everyday they're, life. Yeah, they're integrated, and there's only more coming, and we're hoping that you'll consider joining them. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about that whole concept, which, of course, we'll continue to talk about. And go to porkfest.com to see what we're doing here, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. More coming up. Your calls as well. Thank you, Nick. I know you've got a lot of business to attend to, so enjoy yourself here, okay? I will. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Those features include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive. There are over 350,000 posts. Lots to surf around through there. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, show brought to you, as always, by the great folks over at SACL CAI. Jason Osborne, his dad, and uh, the rest of the crew there doing great work. Recovering debts. Uh, essentially, they... Saving, you know, saving the American people money uh, every, every day by... Uh, 
getting people to pay, pay for debts that they legitimately uh, got for themselves. Right. You know? SACL does. Uh, they do debt collection. They do charged off receivables. And early out billing. Early I'm out not sure billing. exactly what that is. If you're a business person who needs that stuff done, you probably know what it is. And they do Likely. it well. They're going to get uh, get the job done without pissing off your customers. And that way they stay customers with you. They pay their debt and they stay customers. That's what you want, right? You yep. want them to come back and buy more stuff after they paid yep. for You're it. You're going to certainly have a certain amount of loss when you uh, send somebody to collections. Yeah. But it, it, the, the collection experience is another uh, aspect of that. If, if somebody's calling them all kinds of day and night and, and you know saying mean things to them to get them to pay their bill, well, they're less likely to continue to be your customer after that. The toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. We can talk more about Porkfest, but we are still taking your calls about what you want. So we go to Adrian in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Adrian. Yeah, how you doing, sir? Hey, what's on your mind? Man, I am an avid listener. I just basically pretty much started listening to Genesis Network. Um, and I'm from North Carolina, but I can't pick it up. I only can get online via the Internet. But I was calling in reference to... I listen to Alex Jones too, as well, like you guys. But I was. No, I, I don't listen to. Sorry, I mean I don't listen to any of the other shows uh, on the network. So I don't know what what he was talking about. It's no, it's no slight against those guys. Uh, I'm sure that some of them are good. I don't really know, but I don't really have time for that. But go ahead, sir, with your point. Okay, my point is, is uh, this movie that Night Shyamalan has just came out with. It's a, called The Happening, right? And the premise of the movie, you know how the government is talking about carbon footprinting and all of these things about that humans are actually bad for the earth right this movie is actually promoting it and i you know i was kind of questioning it because you know i do a lot of reading and uh, research on my own but like with this movie coming out i mean that's the total premise of the whole movie and it kind of freaked me out about it like i mean on how they like are really like you know subconsciously promoting it to the people without them actually understanding what they're watching I mean, I know that may sound a little silly. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know anything about the movie uh, that, that you mentioned in there, but uh, you know, they're still they're sure trying to push through this uh, carbon put, footprint stuff. They just got shot down uh, recently in the legislature, but it's going to be back. Yeah, and in this movie, that's what that's what pretty much. I hate to spoil it for people. That's what it's pretty much about. It's like the actually the Earth turned on humans, uh-huh. and they were traveling. The more humans that were together, like basically i.e. population they started killing themselves so it was like the plants and the animals turned on humans hmm. like by releasing some type of toxin and when humans were in less numbers that they survived so so basically you're uh, let me see if i've got um understanding what it is you're saying you're saying this new movie by uh, m night Shyamalan is essentially yeah. inculcating people with the idea that uh what? Humans are bad. That what's bad? Are bad for the earth. Like the the actually, humans are bad. Like like we're disease infecting the earth. Basically, yeah. virus. Is that the idea? Control. And, and, it, and okay. It kind of freaked me out. All right. Well, you know, there's some there's some movies out there that a lot of people have been upset by. Certainly, uh, Michael Moore, Al Gore have uh, made some very political movies, and uh, they uh-huh. they've uh, upset a lot of people. And you know, what I would suggest is that uh, people that are concerned with that, uh, they should not go to them. You know, don't give them your money. Yeah. Yep. Thanks and for the warning. And then, I feel, I, to be honest, I really felt bad that I paid for that, and it's like, oh, you see, yeah, yeah, it's well, kind of like, know. man. I mean, go ahead, I'm sorry. You're doing, yeah, you're doing everything you can. You're telling people how you feel, and yep. I'm sure that's going to result in a handful of folks, maybe more than that, uh, not going out and uh, not seeing the movie. But in addition. Not only that, you could also fund your own movie. You could get out there and uh, create a, a competing movie that would be 
of the viewpoint that you would like to proffer to people. Well, that's the great thing about YouTube is that people can put out information, um, you know, video information to people relatively easily. Yeah, you don't need the uh, the old school, uh, old media distribution channels. Thanks for the call tonight, Adrian. Appreciate hearing from you. Okay. Yes, sir, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Free Talk Live broadcasting today from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008. Outdoors. I think this is our very first time broadcasting outdoors, Mark. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we've ever done that before. Can't remember having done that, no. And it's it's perfect. The uh, the weather is absolutely lovely. The people are fantastic, and uh, we got some we got some news items to talk about as well here. And uh, of course, uh, an open third microphone for people that want to sit in. You got something from Japan? They're uh, they're really cracking down. Yeah, What's going on? Freaky. This is from the New York Times. Um, Japan, a country not known for its overweight people, has undertaken one of the most ambitious campaigns ever, nation, to slim down its citizenry. As though the nation owns the citizenry, right? Yeah. Summoned by the city of Amagasaki, one morning, one uh, recent morning, Minoru Nogiri, Nogiri, 45, he's a uh, flower shop owner, found himself lining up to have his waistline measured. With no vig- visible punch, he seemed to run a little risk of run little risk of being classified as overweight or metabo, the preferred word in Japan these days. But because the new state prescribed limit for male waistlines, get this, Ian, is a strict 33 and a half inches, he had uh, anxiously measured himself at home a couple of days earlier. I'm on the border, he said. Oh my! Under a national law that came into effect two months ago, companies and local governments must now measure the waistlines of Japanese people between the ages of 40 and 74 as part of their annual checkups. That represents more than 56 million waistlines, or about 44 percent of the entire population. Those exceeding government limits—that's the 30, uh, 33 and a half inches, which is like where I'm at. Uh, for men and uh, 35.4 inches for women, which are identical to thresholds uh, established in 2005 for Japan by the International Diabetes Federation as an easy guideline for identifying health risks and having a weight-related ailment will be given dieting guidance after three months if they do not lose weight. If necessary, these people will be steered towards further re-education after wow. six more months. Wow. To reach its goal of shrinking the overweight population by 10% over the next four years and 25% over the next seven years, the government will impose financial penalties on oh companies boy. and local governments that fail to meet specific targets. The country's <laughs> Ministry of Health argues that the campaign will keep the spread of disease like diabetes and strokes in check. The ministry also says that uh, curbing, widening waistlines will rein in a rapidly aging society's ballooning health care costs, one of the most seriously and this politically delicate problems facing Japan today. Now, what role does government play? It, it, to me, government is really should be about protecting us from the inside, from criminals, and the outside from, uh, from attackers. I don't see any role... That's a role nice that, idea. Yeah, it's a nice idea. It never, never works out. I don't see a government... Uh, they're well beyond that here, but in Japan they have socialized medicine. Do you see a connection between oh, their yeah. the little mandatory program for men to have 33-inch waists and women 34 or something like that? Yeah, this is and po- their socialized medicine. Of course, and that, people want that here. Right. Well, what happens is when the socialized medicine system is implemented, then 
the government is then paying, uh, well, of course, the taxpayers are paying, but the government is the central body that's essentially paying for all of the uh, doctors and the nurses and all that. All the costs end up going through the, the government, and so they then want to start cutting the costs. They want to, to cut the amount that they're, that they're spending. And so they, they can only do that in, in so many ways until they're beginning to then at that point say, well, we've got too many people that are smoking cigarettes. And so yep. if you're smoking cigarettes, we are no longer going to pay for your health care. And this is what and I find bizarre in this is I, I don't know what they're doing in Japan about cigarettes, but I'm of the opinion that they... That, that people smoke in Japan, and smoking's far worse yeah. than, um, for you than having a, a waistline that's 38 inches. Well, there's more to the story here. We'll talk about it. Uh, 800-259-9231. Socialized medicine. If you think this can't happen in America, you're totally wrong about that. And how do you feel about this? If you're somebody who's got over a 33 or 34-inch waist, how would you feel if you were told and mandated to lose weight? This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, go shopping with us. At the Free Talk Live store, get great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more, all at store.freetalklive.com. That is store.freetalklive.com. The uh, story here that we're covering at the moment is out of Japan, where new rules have gone into effect, apparently, that are going to require adults over the age of 40 to maintain a waist size of under 33 and a half inches. Now, Mark, you are 37. You're not Years quite, old, yes. Yeah, you're not quite to 40, uh, but your waistline is what, 34? Yeah, it's there. It's like 33, 34, you're around somewhere about there. there. Yeah. So you're in the uh, the danger zone, yep. according to the new uh, Japanese rules. And they're saying that if these, uh, the, apparently they have to get checked by the company they work for yep. or their local government. Yeah, so it would appear, yeah. And um, if they don't pass, then they're going to go into some sort of re-education program. Right. They've got six months to, to, to get into compliance, get your waist down, uh, waistline down, and uh, otherwise, it, you know, there's uh, further re-education and uh, financial penalties for uh, employers that don't, uh, don't do what they're told. So if you, don't get, if you don't lose the weight or you don't start losing weight, then they penalize you? You get fi- you, well, you're fined they're gonna go the after employer? Your, they're going to go after your employer rather than um, you, likely. So therefore, your But that's going to come out of your paycheck. It could. It could, well, it could go it anywhere. It's, it, you know, it's, I don't know how it's going to, you know, the employers will decide to penalize the employees, but you can believe they will. So it's gonna, they're going to yank cash out of people's paycheck yeah. because Fines. they're fat. Basically the, so fat, yeah. fat people, and you don't, you don't even have to be fat to have a big waist necessarily. You could be a big guy. I mean, Glenn Jacobs, how big is his waist from, uh, from the WWE? Yeah, he's an athlete. Right. So, I mean, this is just madness. It really is. And it's, it is a great example, as you pointed out earlier, of what happens when you go to this government socialist medicine system and, and the one size fits all is really uh, it, it really it, it really uh, is hit home here because 
you know, different people have different body types, and it's sure. easier for some people to hold a waistline of uh, 33 and uh, than it is for others. Like you said with Glenn Jacobs, the man would be emaciated if yeah. he tried to, uh, you know, have a 33-inch waistline. He's like seven feet tall. Yeah, he's, it's big guys. And this, it isn't based on height here, according to this. I'm sure they'll give their athletes a pass. You know, isn't sumo wrestling a Japanese thing? It is. Okay, I'm sure they'll give them a pass. They must right? be, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's a perfect example of socialized medicine and what is going to happen here in America if something similar gets passed in this country. If they socialize medicine here and the government becomes the sole supplier of all things health care, then at that point the government has an incentive to reduce its costs to the point where it's going to say to, to people, look, if you're, if you're maybe they'll borrow the Japanese idea and they'll say if you're too fat, you're not going to get covered. Or if you smoke cigarettes, you're not going to get covered. And, oh, what's that? You want to get private coverage? Well, sorry, we've outlawed that. So, too bad. You either get in line with our little program or we, we you refuse face- coverage or we fine you and, yep. you know, whatever. And, and, of course, we're seeing the beginnings of it in Massachusetts where they've now, uh, they now have a mandated health insurance program. So you have to be on health insurance or else, as in Japan, mm-hmm. you will be fined and they will take money out of your paycheck. This is this. what's coming, and you know, this is all the government's got. I know that it's a great idea to offer. You know, what what a great idea if everybody could have yeah. affordable health care. What a fabulous idea! And what would it, wouldn't it be great if everyone that, was skinny? Yay! The reason we don't have affordable health care is all the government rules that go into insurance currently. The government created the health care crisis, and now they're trying to solve it. And that's and not going to work. You cannot use government to solve a government problem. It just doesn't make any sense. So true. It, and it's so frightening that people who are out there calling for these things. They don't understand what they're right. doing. They, they, you know, they, they don't get they it. Just want, they just want cheap insurance, and they don't care who they hurt in order to get it. And yeah. that's what the government does. That's the only thing it can do. Well, and they want it can it. only fine. And if the fines don't work, uh, either you don't pay them or, or uh, you, know, you don't comply, then it's incarceration. Yeah. If the incarceration doesn't work, it's shooting people. And that's that's what, what the government's got, violence. Right. That's what they don't understand, those people Threats who are out there advocating these uh, socialist programs. They don't understand the violence is there. And I think there was a perfect example of it. Uh, Dennis Goddard from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance hosts his own show, NH Capital Access, in Concord. And at one point he had a supporter of uh, Hillary Clinton on, and she was talking about the health care thing. Oh, health care. She wants health care. She wants health insurance for everybody. And Dennis said something like, well, you know, that sounds great. But do you understand that if... I don't want to participate, that they're going to threaten me? I mean, he asked questions like this to try to reveal the violence inherent in, in the system to her, and she was just, you could see, she looked like a deer in headlights. She was stunned. She had never even thought that her wonderful program that yep. she thought was just going to help people get health coverage is backed up result, by the guns of government. Right, would you result know, in people being threatened. When it comes to the, the, the liberal types, you know, they don't mind pointing a few guns and being enforcing. Actually, they just prefer to use the term force. Forcing businesses to you know, act right and treat, treat people like humans. But when you start talking about the, the humans, you know, the people themselves, whoa, oh, we wouldn't force anybody. Yeah, then, the, then they're just human resources at that point to be used and abused. Sorry, that's how it works. So the SACL CAI toll-free line here is 800-259-9231. You know, you mentioned uh, briefly people not cooperating, and there's a great example out of uh, the New York Daily News 
of exactly how powerful non-cooperation can be if you get enough people on board. And in, in many cases, it doesn't take as many people as they had in this case, but they did. Students at a South Bronx middle school have pulled off a stunning boycott against standardized testing. More than 160 students in six different classes uh, at uh, one of the schools in the South Bronx, virtually the entire eighth grade participated in this. They refused to take a recent three-hour practice exam for next month's statewide social studies test. Instead, the students handed in blank exams. They then submitted signed petitions with a list of grievances to the school principal and the Department of Education. Says uh, one of the students, 13 years old, Tatiana Nelson, she says, we've had a whole bunch of these diagnostic tests all year. They don't even count toward our grades. Yeah. The school system's just treating us like test dummies for the companies that make the exams, she says. According to the petition, they're sick and tired of the constant, excessive, and stressful testing that causes them to lose valuable instructional time with their teachers. Right. The idea of school is to instruct children, and so they learn things. But uh, you know, that's what more and more what our schools are turning into is uh, you know bubble in here and bubble in there, and uh, you know fill out this form, and and this that's not helping kids learn. According to the story, school administrators blamed the boycott on a 30-year-old probationary social studies teacher, Douglas Avella. The afternoon of the protest, the principal ordered Avella out of the classroom, reassigned him to an empty room in the school. Yeah, this and, is what they call the rubber room. And ordered him to have no further contact with students. A few days later, in a reprimand letter, uh, he was accused of initiating the boycott and taking actions that caused a riot at the school. The students say their protest was entirely peaceful. In only one class, they say, was there some loud clapping after one exam proctor it's reacted. It's a riot. That, well, one of the exam proctors reacted angrily to their boycott. Mm. So the teacher got one of their, uh, the exam people got angry over the fact that the kids didn't want to take their mandated practice test. You know, the children are supposed to obey in public school. Right. Uh, they don't obey. You know, I can see. I, you know, it makes perfectly good sense. The little, the little bureaucrat would get upset. Yep. So they're threatening, apparently, to fire this particular teacher that suggested the kids not actually take the test. Uh, but apparently, they're not doing too much to the students. What can they do? Right. They, they can't. They can't affect their grade. It's not for their you're grade. You're gonna kick the entire eighth grade out. Is that what you're gonna do? I mean, what do you do in this case? You know, what's the purpose of these exams anyway when they don't go towards somebody's grade? You're like, oh, well, why am I taking it then? It's some sort of state thing, right? They usually have yep. the, the state wants to get numbers and compare them and things. Yeah, they do like to, to have their numbers. Uh, according to another student, Johnny Cruz, 15-year-old, he said, they're saying Mr. Avella made us do this. They don't think we have brains of our own, like we're robots. We students wanted to make this statement. The school is oppressing us too much with all of these tests. Two days after the boycott, the students say the principal held a meeting with all the students to find out how their protest was organized. Yeah, you think that they just want to know everything, don't they? As though the kids should just give up the information. Like, oh, here are our ringleaders. Why don't you bring them up on some sort of, you know, get them in trouble? Yep, that's what they want to do, you know. And according to the story, Avella denied that he urged the students to boycott the tests. He is critical of the school system's emphasis on standardized tests, but said the students decided to organize the protest after weeks of complaining about all the diagnostic tests the school was making them take. He says, my students know they're welcome in my class to have open discussions. I teach them critical thinking. Yet another student said... Some yeah, critical thinking, we can't have that. Some teachers implied our graduation ceremony would be in danger, that we didn't have the right to protest against the test, but they did it 
anyway, and they should be congratulated for that. Another great example of non-cooperation. Yeah, don't worry about that eighth grade graduation. You'll get another one in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, and how uh, powerful it can be. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour 2 is coming up. It is Free Talk Live, live from Portfest 2008. All terms used to describe Dan Carlin earlier in his career. The Angry Young Wolf. You deny others their freedom, and they're going to deny you yours. Mussolini on the veranda. I'm a long-time proponent, ladies and gentlemen, that fighting war should be a pain in the ass. A big windbag who just likes to hear himself talk. Let's hook that area on American culture and give those fanatics something to really deal with. You think you're tough? Take on Britney Spears. You think you're tough? Take on MTV. It's Common Sense with Dan Carlin. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you as we broadcast this program live from the 2008 Porcupine Freedom Festival out here at Porkfest. You can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com to learn more about what's going on. And we'll tell you more about uh, what we're expecting to see happen tomorrow. There's some cool stuff going on on Saturday. Still plenty of time to get out here. It's not too late. Saturday is the biggest day of Porkfest. Friday, which is today, uh, I think comes in a close second. And uh, lots of people everywhere enjoying themselves, enjoying each other's company, liberty-minded people. Children and dogs are in abundance. Yeah, lots of dogs out here, actually. We were thinking about bringing Ravage, uh, our kitty, but maybe That's next year. That's not a good year. idea. Why? What's wrong cats, with that? cats like to be at home. But Ravage loves people. Why would why would we want to exclude him from all of Please this? Please, bring him. That'd be okay. great. Okay. Yep. Good. Thank you. Let him sit in your lap. He will. He's good at that. Anyway, uh, lots of good times out here, and uh, people are meeting one another. They're brainstorming. They're socializing. They're going out, and they're going on hikes up mountains. They're shooting. They're learning uh, stuff from the, uh, I think, the NRA's been here. Uh, there's an improv class. I mean, so much has happened, and it's been going on all week long. Dennis Goddard is here with us uh, from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, also a Free State Project member and early mover to New Hampshire. Dennis, uh, how long have you been here this week? Uh, this week, I've actually been driving up from Concord periodically during the day and kind of, you know, skipping out of work. I'm, this is my vacation, baby. I'm, I'm camping, so it's fun. Yeah, this is definitely our, our vacation. Even though we're here working, it's still like a work vacation thing. And it's us. so gorgeous. I love seeing the Isn't green it? mountains and the water. Awesome. Yeah, and of course, uh, not only is it beautiful, and is the, weather, the weather just happens to be perfect. Uh, but the people, the people are the real highlight, aren't they? Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned there's a lot of stuff going on. You've even got um, the Bike Week, which is the hugest and oldest bike conglomeration, congregation thing in the United States. Yeah. And driving up the highways here, you see all the people and a lot of them not wearing helmets. And, you, you know, these are the real live free or die. And Isn't New Hampshire one of the few, it's what, four or five states or something that have uh, no helmet law? One of the very few with the no helmet law. And, of course, and there's the no seatbelt law. And it, it just kind of brings our kind of people out here. And I hope there's a lot of mixing because, you know, the bikers, they're like the truckers. And these are people who they're very independent minded and they're into you know, their own space on the road and taking their own chances and making their own decisions. Great It's people. your life. Great people. Yeah, they really are a receptive audience for the pro-liberty message. I mean, they most of them already agree with us. It's just they don't know we're here. They probably don't know about the Free State Project 
and this wonderful concept of moving liberty-loving activists all to the same place and then having them get active for liberty. And one of the things you've chosen to do as your activism is the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. I think you were a founding member of the uh, the NHLA. You can go to... No? No, actually, I'm, I'm a Johnny-come-lately. I, I went through what we call the Don Gorman School of Politics, which basically involves a lot of listening to Don talk. Because <laughs> he's a politician. He does that. Uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's amazing. It's All you do is show up. If you show up in no time at all, you're you're inside. You're part of the process. Holy crap. And you guys are doing so what some, happened to me. You guys are doing some pretty innovative things. And of course we've talked to you about this on the air before, but we always have new listeners. And so why don't you recap how you've seen the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance grow over the two or three years, I think it's like three years now that it's been in existence. What has the change been like? And uh, I, I imagine the increase in activists has been a major factor there. It's it's everything. It's everything. The fact that there's always new blood and there's always more people. We don't ossify because there's always you know, it's like the younger generation coming up and poking you a little bit in the butt, and that's what's happening to us. Even the people who've been here two, three years, they've, they're have they ossified, and the new people come in, and they really poke them. Um, and the number of things that we can do just increases every year. The first year that they were there, and this is before I moved up, they had people basically in a, in a flurry trying to find out what's the worst evil thing that, that the government's going to try and do this year, mm-hmm. and just find that and do something about it. Very reactive, very much like the... The little mammals. You're really picking your battles, basically. Exactly. Now, we're the ones, some degree, setting some agenda. Now, we're the ones knowing everything that's going to go on, often before the legislators do, and being able to affect things. I love the uh, the, the gold sheet that you give them. Um, at, what is it, every morning or every... Whenever they go in to vote. It's, and, you know, we try to be, you know, consumer-friendly. We have consumers, and they're the legislators. Here's the things you're going to vote on in the order you're going to vote on them. Here's what... The Constitution says, which you might want to consider, sometimes chapter and versing, sometimes it's these folks' first time, although they swore to uphold the document, maybe sometimes it's the first time they've ever heard of it. <laughs> they've really seen stuff. <laughs> and of course, we have the, our friends who were there. Um, there was a really huge day uh, back a couple of months ago, and they had a bunch of bills that were all liberty oriented all at the same time. There was some homeschool stuff going on, there mm-hmm. was one of those greenhouse gas, cap and trade socialist ideas going on, and of course, there was some kind of a I think there was a marijuana bill going on. Mm. And there were so many people that turned out with little stickers, Defend Liberty, Defend Liberty. And some of the reps who are friends were wearing the little stickers, Defend Liberty. And I guess the, 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 uh, the main person for the House of Representatives, who is, by the way, a constitutional threat, very scary woman, mm. she called one of the people over, one of the reps that had the sticker. She says, what are all these people with this sticker on? <laughs> so it's, it really gets their attention. There's yeah, so many sure. of us. That's pretty awesome. Now, there's only going to be more coming in the future, and I'm sure you'll have things for them to do, right? They're, you're not going to run out of things. Oh, no. There's no sh- and especially now with a lot of the people that are involved with us running for office, a lot of them likely to That's get into office. That's something new this year, right? Because two years ago, there was a very limited amount of, of uh, free staters that could run for office. But now a number of them have been here for the, man- uh, the mandatory two-year time period. So we're seeing more. I mean, the, the filing period is this week. I guess today was the last day, right? Today was the last day. I know personally a dozen people. I'm sure there are more porks that have all, you know, signed in to, to run their races. Cool. And what I find, because it's not professional, because you don't get paid to be a legislator here, what you find are the activists from their community. What do they do? They run for the state house. So it's Makes a natural sense. fit. 
There's, uh, you know, it's, it's the, one of the largest legislative bodies in the world, 400 members of our of little New Hampshire's uh, legislature. And in the little I've learned looking at the Constitution of the state of New Hampshire, I'm convinced there is a plan, there was a purpose, there was a structure to the way that they organized this. These people knew when they wrote the structure of this government that eventually the people are going to have to take over part of it and take it back from the tyranny. And they set up the House of Representatives to be easy for people to take. Well, you guys are certainly uh, proving that there is some legitimacy in actually working through the political system because you've had success. You've uh, successfully stopped some really bad legislation from going through. Uh, in addition, you actually were behind, I think, the uh, at least involved in the marijuana thing, and that almost, I think it, it set a record. Didn't the House pass that, and it didn't make it through the Senate? I, I'm learning about these things kind of like, you know, on the, on the job, as it were, and I'm yeah. really seeing how sometimes it's putting an idea out there and explaining to all these people some of this stuff that maybe sounds scary and crazy at first. It's the mm-hmm. first time they're coming across some of the, you know, calm, collected people, not going, oh, my God, you got to legalize heroin right away, but saying, you know, this, let's take this one little step, and it's not that bad, and here are the facts. And then it becomes the norm, and people sit, and they just ate around it for a little while, yep. and then the next year you put it up, and it's like it's not that new idea Oh, there anymore. it is again. Yeah. yeah. And you start to win some converts, and these things take time. It's not... It's not everyone's cup of tea. Sure, and things will certainly swing in uh, in your favor if some of these people that are running this year actually have some success. Oh, so. yeah. There were, there were states with, uh, and there still are, but, you know, the gambling laws were much more restrictive 100 years ago as far as playing cards and that kind of things with your friends. Now, it's, it's, it's strange and, and tyrannical to throw somebody in jail or, uh, you know, go after somebody for playing cards for pennies or nickels. Word. Yep, and it just, it, you know, th- these things change over time, and it just requires... Constant, uh, you know, constantly telling people about it. And what I know listening to you guys is the libertarian message, like the complete liberty message. You have to hear it from different people, and you kind of get it in stages. Mm-hmm. And because everybody's different, I mean, I am, yes, I'm one of the many people who started out listening to Mark, and Ian was schizophrenic. <laughs> right. And now I look at Mark, and you're going through this change, and I'm kind of coming there with you, and now it's like I just tell people, I'm, I'm, you know, I have to say I'm, I'm an anarcho-capitalist. It's a scary word. And let's move on. And you know what? It's getting the idea from all these different people in the different ways, and that's what I think is going to happen to some degree in the legislature. We get five, ten people in there, they hear it from different people. Yeah, that gives it more credibility. Then it's not just the lone wacko on the radio. Dennis, thanks for, uh, for coming on the program tonight. NHLiberty.org is the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Keep up with them. You can keep up and you can help out even from outside of the state. I'm sure they'll take your money. NHLiberty.org, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live, uh, broadcasting from the 2008 Porcupine Freedom Festival. Free Talk Live, it's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just go click and download. They are totally free right there on the front page of the website for your downloaded convenience. Uh, Again, that's free at freetalklive.com. I should point out, I sent out an update today, Mark, letting people know oh, I didn't see that it there is uh, a bit of a delay involved in getting the archives out. Uh, you may not get them until sometime the next day, just because things are happening here and it's just not easy to get it done in a decent amount of time. 
So why bother trying to get it done quickly if well, you just can't do it that you way? Know, when you know, when you consider that, free t- that you uh, pretty much take no vacations at all and do the show 365 days a year, the fact that uh, a few days a year that maybe the show will be a couple, few hours yeah. delayed in coming out, it's really not much. So just wanted to alert people in case they're wondering why at you know midnight tonight, when we normally have the archives up by, they're not available. But you can get last night's show. That is now available online at freetalklive.com. Broadcasting from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008, hundreds of liberty-loving people all around the Guilford, New Hampshire, Gunstock Campground. It's a beautiful place to be. Amazing people, great conversations. We've got them going on all around us. There were bands playing earlier. There are going to be more bands playing tomorrow. And the food, of course, uh, is also available. Sickle CAI Fun Tent. I, I know Jason from Sickle CAI. I have invited him, Osborne, to uh, come over and, and chat with us at some point this weekend. Hopefully he'll remember to do that. I understand that the with the libations going on at the Fun Tent, it's certainly possible for things like that to slip people's minds. There's free a lot going beer, on there. free beer and liquor at the Seikels. Nothing's CAI free, but Seikels giving it away. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yep. Anyway, Jason's paying for it, and yes. you can give him a tip, and uh, he'll spend all that on more of it. Yeah, that's what's basically. happening. Uh, I uh, did the celebrity bartending thing last. You did, night. and yeah. I'm, I have to say, I'm concerned, Mark. I I don't know how to do this. Mostly, I, like, I can grab beers and open them. Mostly, that's what happens. There's dr- drinks being mixed. I don't know how to do this. I'll, I'll stand back there with, uh, with you and okay, mix Okay, maybe. Drinks. I figure either you, you should stand there with me or maybe Julia, who knows a thing or two about the drinks, maybe she can help me out. I, but either way, we will be back there at the Sickle CAI Fun Tent uh, serving drinks to people and having a good time because this is a good time. I don't think... I mean, the Liberty Forum was good, but I, this is just so much uh, more down-to-earth, so much more fun... Uh, it's a great event. Of course, Liberty Forum is also a great event. It's more of a convention style. The, the Free State Project. This is camping and partying. All, yeah, that's really all it yeah. is, all day long. And uh, so much to do, so much to talk about, and so many interesting people. Of course, our third microphone is open here for, uh, for people to sit in and chat on the program. Also, our phone lines are open for you out there listening uh, to bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. In the meantime, we go to a, uh, a drug war story. This one's uh, an editorial from a former DEA agent. And it's unusual to hear a DEA agent come out against the war on drugs, but that's what this man does, and I just thought it was worth sharing. It's uh, writ- uh, written to the Brownsville Herald at brownsvilleherald.com. Not many people get to see the war on drugs from the viewpoint of an undercover DEA agent. I have, and it's not a pretty sight. Twelve of my 20 years in law enforcement were spent in the DEA, six straight years of them in undercover operations in North, Central, and South America. Based on my experience, I can assure you that our drug war is a vile and despicable presence, doing irreparable harm to all of the American landscape. You know, um, uh, I I, I get to talk to Barry Cooper now and then from uh, NeverGetBusted.com. Yes. And... He's against the drug war, and he, you know, former police officer, shows people how to not get uh, get busted and not get raided. And you know, when he when he talks about this, the, the police always attack his credibility. Anybody, right. you know, a law enforcement officer is coming and attack his credibility. He's not, he wasn't that much of a, a real law enforcement officer. Sounds like this guy, six years uh, undercover, 
Yeah, what are they going to say to that? That must really gall any uh, cop out there that uh, you know thinks that uh, the, the the drug war makes any kind of sense. The problem, though, is this particular editorial was not on the front page of the New York Times, nor was it on the front page of the Washington Post, only appearing in the Brownsville Herald. So this kind of message needs to get out there far and wide. Yeah. And, of course, the good guys over at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, Leap.cc, are helping make that happen. Uh, back to the story here, he says, nowhere has this drug war presented itself as a positive policy. The criminals involved in the illegal drugs trade are the only ones who believe that today's prohibition is a beneficial policy. The global cartels bask in... Some oh, I think the cops believe it, too. Well, okay, yeah, that much is true. Some cops do, some cops don't. Anyway, the global... Well, they know that the, their jobs, uh, you know, really depend on all this, you know, going after drugs. That's well, what they're there for. Certainly, that's, that's it, why we have the, That's why there are so many. Yeah, it benefits that's, the cops, but it doesn't benefit the people it is intended to benefit. It's supposed to no. protect people from drugs, and it doesn't. It no. doesn't even come close. Uh, he points out that the uh, the cartels bask in some 500 billion untaxed cash dollars that the drug war bestows upon them each year. That much cash buys a lot of influence and keeps the industry profitable. The losses of a, flu, a few kilotons here and there are no different to the cartels than the retail stores face in shoplifting and damaged goods. And that ties into something we've talked about before uh, when the, the DEA or a local cop will put out a press release and say, Hey, look, we've got a bunch of drugs here. It's a record cash. Yep. Uh, you know, then, then they always have it all splayed out. They've got the guns that they confiscated and stack of cash and whatever drugs they happen to get. Look, we've one of the big ones was the boat. Remember the boat with pallets full of cocaine? Yeah. Just like hundreds and hundreds of kilograms of Cocaine, right? So they're shipping this uh, the boat full of uh, kilos and kilos of cocaine. Yeah. How many? You think this is the first time they've done that? No. No. Of course not. Yeah, that, boatloads and boatloads and boatloads of cocaine, heroin, and all kinds of other disgusting drugs. Right. Are coming into this country. They stopped one boat and they made a big deal out of it. Biggest drug bust ever. And can you get cocaine on the streets today? Yeah. Hell yes, you can. Could you get it the day after they busted that boat? Yeah, of course you can, because cocaine comes in all over the place. Busting one little boat is not going to do anything, and it's exactly what this DEA agent is saying. That's like a drop in the bucket. These, it's a cost of doing business. Yeah. And he's exactly right. It's just like the uh, retail stores figure in spoilage, and they figure in uh, right. uh, you know, um, people stealing Loss stuff. Loss control, yeah. Yeah, they, they, figure th they figure that in. That's part of doing business. No biggie. He points out that after my 20-year career as a professional law in, in law enforcement, I can, offer, I can only offer my total condemnation of this catastrophic policy. It only offers misery to the citizens of the Americas as the gangs and the global criminal syndicates gain power and wealth from black market drugs. And there are no two ways about it. This wealth is gifted to them by U.S. prohibition-style drug policies. U.S. drug policy needs to be... A more prominent issue on the political landscape, says the former DEA agent. There are far too many citizens suffering directly or peripherally from the ill effects of the drug war. Whether the victims are innocent U.S. citizens like Veronica Bowers or infant daughter Charity who were shot down over Peru. Remember that one where the, the little uh, biplane or whatever was, was flying and they thought it was a drug plane so they just blew it out of the sky? Turns out not so much. Yeah, mom and an infant daughter. Uh, or maybe it's the farmers in Bolivia and Peru who suffer from the poisonings of coca crop defoliation. For nearly 40 years, this war has raged unabated from the rainforests of South America to the urban landscapes of U.S. cities. Drugs are everywhere, and every effort to root them out only exacerbates the problems of their proliferation.
The DEA agent has a few more things to say. We'll share those with you here in moments. Live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, where there's all kinds of cool, liberty-oriented people hanging out, enjoying one another's company, and we're really enjoying being here. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. As always, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. That is the point of the program. Though we are on location today at the very beautiful Gunstock Mountain Resort in Guilford, New Hampshire. Kind of out in the woods, but the resort, very, very nice. Very beautiful. Manicured, sculpted, but uh, still rustic. Yep, and uh, of course, the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, this is the 2008 version of it. It keeps getting bigger. It keeps getting better. Every single year uh, this year, they've actually moved the fire pit to the main area. And this Good is idea. kind of one of the highlights of, uh, of the, the pork Circle pit. of Liberty, they call it, right. fire pit. Yes. They, they, this is one of the highlights of the, uh, the pork fests in the past, where on Friday and Saturday, I believe it's Friday and Saturday nights that they do it, uh, they will light up a huge bonfire, and people will go down, and they'll, again, they'll, it's all about socializing and, and yeah. hanging out with people. Every event that I, uh, you know, that I go to where there's a great deal of uh, people that are sort of of the Liberty mindset, fire is involved. They like fire. Absolutely. Well, who doesn't like fire? It's interesting to watch. Uh, as long as it's under control, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Well, this one's in a big uh, metal pit. So. Right, right. So that's going to be going on here in a little bit. I'm, I'm imagining we're actually going to get to see it happen from uh, from up this way. And so people are just going to be gathering. Again, there's a lot of uh, drinking going on, a uh, little smoking going on here and there. It's a, it's a great group of people, and they all love freedom. They're all here together. Uh, at the uh, the Gunstock Campground here at Guilford. I recommend you go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com, see what you've missed, and then see if you want to come next year, because there's going to be another one. It's going to be bigger and better, and, and it, it, it's just so awesome, Mark, uh, being a part of this. It's really an honor, uh, an honor to be here surrounded by such a fantastic group of people. And I might add, uh, also, there's a lot of cameras and other electronic equipment around here. People are doing some really great work. Uh, I, I can see some activists there. Uh, they, they, we've got still cameras. We've got video cameras. Uh, Free Minds TV is here. They're uh, out and about. So the, inc- the be, besides just people being here, there's also an increase in the media presence that's going on here. Yep. And it's fantastic. The more cameras, the better uh, the, and the safer in case of uh, some government attack, you know. Well, OTN <laughs> over there is running a big camera, so they're, you know, filming this whole broadcast. Right, the Obscure lots- Truth Network. Yep. So, uh, you know, it- yeah, it's it's a big deal. Hey, we should get back to uh, the story about the DEA agent here. Former DEA agent, been on. Uh, he was in law enforcement for 20 years. DEA, 12 years. Six of those 12 years undercover. So the guy knows what he's talking about uh, when it comes to the war on drugs. And he has come out in the Brownsfield, uh, the Br- Brownsville Herald, actually, and is just calling it out. He's saying this is nonsense. This war on drugs is crazy, and it needs to stop. It's hurting people. It's not helping them. And he points out that uh, as far back as 1992, prior to my departure from the DEA, law enforcement agencies have had to adapt to the changing level of admitted drug use in their hiring practices because youthful experimental drug use is so prevalent in today's world. Right. So there was a time when they could just hire people that had never, they claimed to have never used drugs at all. Right. Well, now people are telling the truth and they can't just hire people who have never used drugs at all. It was in 1992, he says, that I was asked to sit on the oral board interviews. The DEA was forced to employ agents who had used marijuana and cocaine in the past. 
And, of course, the keywords were for experimental purposes. Yeah. I would say that 75% of the DEA agents used illegal drugs at one time or another. And then they're 75%. But they want to put people in jail for doing the same thing that they did. Right. How ludicrous is that? Oh, it was okay because you did it 10 years ago, but if your son does it today and gets caught, then he's who's going to, to the pokey. Who's to say that it's not for experimental uh, purposes for, with your son? I mean, you know... Of course they, it is. They just... <laughs> what are you... What else is it? That's what people right. do. They experiment with drugs. They experiment with altered states of reality. Well, I, I think at some point it become it could become a you know it's a lifestyle thing at some point or Ex- another. Experimental purposes isn't going to get you and I out of a drug charge. No, it's not. Right. That 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 you know. Oh, officer was I was just experimenting. It was, sorry, it was experimental science. purposes. It's just science. You're okay? just going to have to let me go. Sorry. So, uh, back to the story here. He says, there's but one way to rid the landscape of the pernicious hold that drugs and the thugs who control them have on our communities. We need to eliminate prohibition again. And I completely agree. You know, it's easier for kids to get a hold of marijuana than it is for them to get uh, alcohol. Hard to believe, but true. Absolutely true. And marijuana is completely prohibited. Alcohol isn't. He says, the one thing the cartels and gangs don't want is competition from a legally regulated industry. Legalization means regulation. And I have to say I disagree with this particular part of the article. This is what the the cops, the law enforcement against prohibition guys are always calling for is, well, we need to regulate this. No, the marketplace will do a fine job of regulating itself. Just take it out of the hands. Just get rid of prohibition and the market will fill it all together. As I, it I think that the, the, the reality of it is, is that there's going to be a certain amount of regulation. If, it, if it's legalized, uh, you know, nationwide in the United States, there's going to be some regulation on it. And you, you can just expect that. He says, quality controls on production, product purity, and age restrictions are not part of the criminal's plans. Nope. The flip side of that coin is that there are industries with a very vested interest in seeing prohibition maintained. There's so much money involved in fighting the war on drugs, from urine testing to the vast bureaucracy that runs all of the agencies and organizations necessary to keep our virtual forever war alive. Resistance to ending this war... The forever war, that's a good thing to call it, because it's going to go on forever, because people constantly want to use drugs. Absolutely. For some reason or another, human beings want to alter their states, whether they want to... So do animals. They'll eat the buds off the marijuana plants in the forest. You know? And... uh, you know, whether it's alcohol, whether it's caffeine, whatever it is, people want to alter their states, and that's just a reality. He points out that resistance to ending this war will come from both sides, but end it we must. When I was working to bring down the coal... Cosaleros in South America. Those damn Cosaleros. I believed in drug prohibition, but I've seen the devastation, the corruption, and the abject failure of the drug war, so I must admit to being a dissenter in this war. End the war on drugs for the sake of all Americans, because truly, America runs from the tip of Tierra del Fuego to the cold climates of Canada's most northern territories. And he's absolutely right. What's the guy's name? Uh, his name is Celarino Castillo III from okay. law, and he is a member of law enforcement against prohibition. And a form, former undercover DEA agent. That is correct. Okay. Twelve years in the DEA, and he says, this is crazy. Can't impugn that guy. 75% is what he says in his experience of DEA agents. You would think, I mean, local cops, you can give them a pass, you know. The DEA, you would think they'd be real strict with uh, the whole using drugs thing, but not so much. Total double be. standard. They, they, if they want to have people to hire, want to have new uh, guys coming on board, they can't be strict on uh, whether you've used drugs in the past or not. It's just, uh, you know, it's so amazing that it, it still continues to go on today, and it has to do with the vested interest he talked about. And he touched on a couple of things, but of course the main vested interest is the police themselves. The police. They get all kinds of money for this. 
serious cash. I yep. mean, they get it from the federal and the state and the local level, and a lot of police departments spend a good portion of their budget enforcing these vice crimes. They get it from Americans, and, you know, some of the same Americans that they lock up for this crap. They don't it's want wrong. to let it go. Right. It, it, it ends up being not about helping people, not about protecting people, but it ends up being about money. When you talk about um, changing the drug laws, even just the m- most minute change, as we saw earlier this year in New Hampshire, where they were, they were considering a very, very small change to the marijuana statutes that would allow people to possess a small amount of yeah. marijuana and get fined for it. So it wouldn't even be a the... fine rather than prison. Yeah. Or, and, you know, whatever. So, so what happened, as usual... They tr- the, the police chiefs trot themselves out with their standard run-of-the-mill propaganda about, you know, blah, 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 marijuana's evil and all the other nonsense. Yep. And it doesn't matter. Just protecting. They're just, they're just being protectionists. They just want to ruin people's lives. It doesn't matter the fact that we have logic and we have the facts on our side. It doesn't matter how uh, effective our presenters are. It doesn't matter how credible they are, former cops. Current police officers in law enforcement against prohibition. We've got people in the medical profession that have testified in front of these uh, government bureaucrats. But as long as those chiefs of police say, well, we're against this piece of legislation because drugs are bad. Bad, bad, they're bad. They're important bad. bureaucrats. Right. That just, it just wipes out everything uh, that everyone else said. And they, they voted. Um, to give the House credit in New Hampshire, they did vote in favor of it, but the Senate just knocked, you know, they knocked it down. Right. And... I don't know how to change those chiefs of police mind. I don't know how to do that, but they are a big stumbling block for actually making this happen with the political process. And I think that maybe what might do it is having more uh, law enforcement officers come on board with law enforcement against prohibition while they're on the force. That might start a trend. Who knows? More coming up. It's Free Talk Live, live from Pork Fest. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that is freetalklive.com. Some of those features include the wiki. You can get interactive with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and uh, see what it's all about. That's wiki. WIKI.freetalklive.com. Mark, the show brought to you tonight by Internobs.com. Can you tell us a little bit about those guys? You go to Internobs.com. They got knobs and pulls and faucets and sinks and pretty much everything you need. And uh, they got them at wholesale prices. The service is great. You can support a uh, show that supports Free Talk Live. It's a business that supports Free Talk Live. But yes, yeah, excuse me. Uh, and I think we forgot to mention last night that you get 10% off if you use the code FTL at checkout. So it's that important is an important to little thing. Yeah. All right, we are here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, uh, where there's so much going on, so much to talk about. I don't know if we've even discussed what's happening on Saturday yet. We'll certainly get to that. I think maybe coming up in hour three because it's not too late. If you're out there, perhaps in the New England area, and not too late to get up here to Guilford, New Hampshire, at the beautiful Gunstock campground here and join the fun. Join all of these fantastic activists that are out here just enjoying one another's company and doing all kinds of wonderful activities. In fact, uh, we mentioned earlier, you mentioned, Mark, that from your observation, it's like an 80-20 split here as far as 80% male, 20% female. Yeah, that might be a little high, but 70-30 maybe, somewhere, but, somewhere in there. But I said that uh, But of the uh, the females uh, in, uh, in attendance, we do have some very attractive ladies, and uh, one of them is sitting across from us at the moment. Whitney is with us. Yeah, Whitney's hot. 
Oh. <laughs> well, thank you, Ian and Mark. <laughs> Welcome to the program. You had mentioned during the break that you just got back from hiking up Mount Liberty today. What was that like for you? Oh, man, it was amazing. It was a 4,000-foot hike, and uh, once we finally got to the top, uh, it was definitely well worth the hike up there. It was a little difficult. We had to break a lot, but how it was many, a lot of fun. How long did it take? Um, it took us four hours to hike up and two to go back down, but we had about ten people with us, and uh, nine of us made it to the top. <laughs> well, you know, it's wow. not always that easy. It was a little tricky. <laughs> you know, there's been mountains that I just haven't made it to the top of. So, so Whitney, is this your first time uh, visiting New Hampshire? It, it is my first time in New Hampshire and my first pork fest, and um, I actually uh, signed up as an FSP member uh, back in February. Okay. And uh, and I'm really excited to be here. I, I love the state. I've driven to the seacoast and to Grafton, which is more rural. Um, I went to Keene yeah. on Tuesday, and I've had a lot of fun. I really love it, and I'm excited to move here. So what's your ETA? When are you uh, getting in state? What's your plan? In uh, spring of 2009, I'm going to oh, come up gonna here. Oh, that's going to be here before you know it. Then. In March or April, yeah. So, Very cool. Really That's excited. exciting. So what do you think about these people that, that you've met this weekend? Oh, I, I love, I've been camping here since Sunday night, mm-hmm. and I've met so many cool people that are, uh, you know, you have all different kinds of people. You know, I'm an atheist myself, and, you know, I've met other atheists, but I've also met um, religious people, and, you know, everybody's here for freedom. Yeah. And we all have that in common. And yeah. there are some great. very there's some very <clears throat> devoted uh, religious people, Christians and that sort of thing, that are members of the Free State Project. But the thing that separates them from uh, other, some other Christians is that these are the kinds of Christians that are really cool in that they don't want to shove their viewpoint down your throat in any way, shape, or form, which I just think is Yeah, they'll is talk awesome. to you about their faith, and, and I think that's great. If you ask them about it, mm-hmm. sure, but they're not going to just shove it on you, which nope. it, they're the, just the most respectful group mm-hmm. of people. And and you'd never know the difference unless you asked. I mean, Christian, atheist, pantheist, whatever, you'd never know the difference because they they're all agree they all agree on liberty, and that's what's so important. Right, and it was it was uh, it, you know it's been nice to talk to everybody, not just from religious differences, but also because you know I've, I, like I've met Keith and stuff. You know him? Yeah, he's uh, one of our <laughs> forum members yes. from Tennessee, and uh, he, you know, he's done a lot of prolific writing on, um, you know, the Free State Project and moving mm-hmm. to New Hampshire and um, just meeting all these people that you hear about on the radio program. It's really cool. Awesome. Um, but what I really love about being here and what I can't wait to move here for is to to live, you know, a free life. And um, I'm an anarchist or a voluntarist myself, yeah. and uh, I can't wait to get up here and, and start you know, living that life and not be afraid that I'm going to get hauled off to jail forever and nobody's going to know about it. Right. If somebody goes to jail, everybody knows about it, and activists mobilize in order to help you out in whatever way they possibly can. It's uh, Nobody is going to forget about you if uh, the cops come to haul you away for whatever it is that they right. come for you for. And so having that built-in support network is something that nobody else has anywhere. We talked a couple weeks ago about Porcupine 911 and Porcupine 411, these wonderful uh, technological advances we've seen uh, developed by Free State Project members that allow you to reach out. If something is happening, you can reach out, and it sends an instant message uh, via email to hundreds of people that could possibly read it and come out to assist in whatever the issue is. With The, the cops, yeah. for instance, harassing those guys yesterday uh, for, for carrying guns in public, they could have called, and they're, they're new, so they didn't think about it. At I don't that know that time. I'd think about it necessarily. But, you know, but, yeah. The more interactions you have with the police, the more likely you are to remember that sort of thing, and so you can call and get the message out and... And then activists are going to show up. So what else is on your mind tonight, Whitney? Well, one of the great things about being up in New Hampshire and being at Pork Fest is, uh, well, uh, 
I am uh, also a, a nudist at heart. Really? And I've been really excited to come up here and, uh, you know, indulge in my uh, freedom-loving, you know, nudism. Do you have Has that been happening? Undivided <laughs> attention, by the way. Here. He was just I don't, staring I've been at trying you. to decide what, where she's going with this. <laughs> well, Mark, um, you have a lot of female fans out there, and I'm just one of them, you know, representing the many. Thank you. And I think one thing that a lot of Free Talk Live listeners, perhaps m- most of them, especially the women out there, we would love to see you take your top off and celebrate freedom in that fashion. Whitney, I'll take mine off if you take yours off. All right. Oh, That's what I'm my about. goodness. <laughs> You're going to have to remove your headphones for this. To get your Am I off. doing that now? You're going to do it right now on the air. It's uh, live. I don't believe I don't believe I, this is happening. Porcupine Freedom <laughs> Festival. I don't believe it. Is this a, we are sitting here in is this public. A, is this tandem this one uh, all at the same time here? Now, you first. You me. first, Mark. Oh, I, me first. Oh. I've been tricked before, he's folks. Taking his head. All right. I think. I think. Mark, Mark Edgington is now removing his shirt. Look We've at had, those tats. I've, I'm awfully, awfully pale. Call and request this. This has been requested so many times. Mark Edgington taking his shirt you gotta off. You got to keep it off. Live until I take on the air. I'm cold. Got, it's cold out here. I know. It is it's cold okay. out here. Oh my goodness. I think uh, people are going to be far more interested in seeing Whitney take her off. All right, all right. And all there right. is video. There are going to be video footage of this. Okay. Whitney is removing her everything. It's genuine, folks. <laughs> she's, uh, she's totally taken her top Oops. off. All right, I'll just keep with the top. And there you go. This, very nice, right. I must say. I think they're real, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, bef- <laughs> yeah, before we go down the road, that will of- get me in trouble. Yeah, I can oh, assure okay. you. <laughs> before we go down the road of Howard Stern and getting too explicit here, uh, suffice it to say, uh, Whitney, you are sitting here at this table in public. Oh, we're not the- on the with- webcam. With the- I'm afraid there's no webcam tonight, but OTN is here, Obscure Truth Network, and they are recording all of this. Hi. Uh, it should be no- noticed that uh, we're here in public. I mean, you're, you're, this is civil disobedience, effectively. Yay, now, now for, for Mark, <laughs> yay, it's never looked so good. <laughs> no, now, for Mark here, it's not uh, it's not against the law for him to sit here with his shirt off. But for whatever reason, because your mammaries, I guess, are a little bit larger, yeah, they certainly they are. are. Uh, the, that's uh, that's against the law. I mean. If the, the cops obviously aren't anywhere, and, and thank goodness for that. But well, let's uh, hope not. I don't know. Well, they were here earlier this week. There are fewer uh, cops per person in New Hampshire than uh, I, I don't know. I looked at some statistics recently. They're in the bottom five. I, I have to say that this is a great. I think this is a great instance of civil disobedience, and I think it's. Uh, there have been people that have been talking about doing this. What are you laughing at? I'm just embarrassed. I'm sorry. Why are you embarrassed? I'm sitting here with a naked lady. <laughs> what she? <laughs> Ian, Ian this this actually is very beautiful. It's a really cool thing, and I don't yeah, when, feel uncomfortable. When Whitney at all. does it, it's a good, good thing. Good job, Mark. Whitney, congratulations. Well done. <laughs> Can yeah. we have a round of applause yeah. here for Whitney? Because she's awesome. every guy here owes me. <laughs> they owe me. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so the, the festivities continue here. Yes, it's very and, festive here. And, and it is cold out, and you can really yep. see yeah, that evidence yeah, it's, it's showing. Uh, on Whitney here. Uh, it's just just fantastic. I, Whitney, I want to thank you for this. Because, oh, you're very welcome. Uh, because it took a lot of courage. I don't know. Did you feel yeah. like it took courage to do what you just did? I, I just like to be naked. But, but I mean, have you done this in public before like this? Is this the first time? Or? Well, we were up at the pool earlier this week, Nathan. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> Which Past pool? closing time. Oh, wait, don't tell oh. them that. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they'd probably have a lifeguard otherwise. So There's all kinds of civil disobedience going on at Porkfest. <laughs> One of the things that you missed if you weren't at Porkfest was this happening right here. And, of course, again, Obscured Truth Network is going to have video footage of this later. I don't know how you're going to You're not going to get it up on YouTube. I don't know how that's going to work. So maybe it'll... I guess, what, where do you do? Put that up on PornTube or something like that? I don't, I don't know what one in, any, anyone can do. Off. Let me tell you, she likes the attention, I can tell yep. you that. Uh, so, more is coming up here. I we get still... all kinds of IMs popping up on my stream. Guys are like, where's hey, the wait, webcam? Where's the, where's the darn webcam? I thought you were going to have it. You thought what? I'm sorry, you thought the webcam I was I thought you were going to have the webcam tonight. No, I'm sorry about that. Uh, all but, right, segment's over. Hey, thanks, Whitney, for coming on the program tonight. And uh, thank you for your... And she didn't think yeah. it was courageous, but I thought it was. And it is. Thank, th- th- thanks thanks for your boobs. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. It's a prediction here. I have a feeling that when you move to New Hampshire, this isn't going to be the first time you take off your top in New Hampshire. No, right? probably okay, not. great. That's fantastic. Then <laughs> we're going to do it in maybe in a more public location in the future. Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Live, it's your show. It is your program. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com as we launch into hour number three of this, the live edition of the show, though we're live six nights a week. We're live in person. We are here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Porkfest 2008, and I think uh, we just had a Porkfest first uh, a few moments ago. For those of you just tuning in, you missed it. Whitney, who is brand new to the Free State Project, she signed up back in February, was sitting here, sitting across from you, Mark, and she made you a deal. A deal you couldn't refuse. Actually, you actually offered the deal, and it was actually, from my understanding, her intention to offer you that deal if you didn't come well, up with it. If uh, if I hadn't suggested something like that, I believe that I would have been lynched by all the guys around. Well, that she it was her intention to just throw that out there if, if you didn't, and uh, she you know she planned all this uh, in advance, as I understand it. And what she did was she came up here and sat down and offered a little trade. To where if you took your shirt off, which is something that the listeners of Free Talk Live have been waiting for, they've been asking for for years at this point, uh, because you're such a manly man. Yeah, that's me. And she said she would take her shirt off, and there's nothing on underneath her shirt. No, no, there wasn't. Uh, If you took yours off. You did. She took hers off. Uh, A lot of people were very excited about it. And uh, there's video evidence of it, and it's my understanding that the video evidence will be available at some point online, though we may restrict the uh, the actual uncensored footage to amplifiers only. That's something that's being thrown around right now. So if it's you worth seeing. Yeah, if you weren't here at Porkfest, if you're an amplifier, you will probably get you will get to see this footage definitely. The rest of you, you'll probably see a censored version, which will be pretty good because she's an attractive lady, and whether or not you can see the nipples, then you know she's still nice to look at. So, so. so she says she likes. Uh, she's a nudist, and uh, this is the kind of uh, civil disobedience that's right up her alley. So I'm hoping that we will see more of such things in the future. In fact, when Jul- when we were told about this, or Mark didn't know in advance, but uh, but I did, and uh, so when we found out what was what was going on, they uh, we were discussing the issue of having civil disobedience uh, from a so, sort of a female topless perspective because it just doesn't make sense. That uh, men can go topless, but ladies cannot. 
What's well, the deal? Are, men are far less interesting, topless? Are we created equal or not? So well, it certainly seems like an obvious issue where ladies should be able to go topless if they, if they so choose. And it, it should end there. And it's going to result, I'm sure, in some, uh, some interesting civil disobedience in the future. Here was one aspect that I thought was interesting. And Michael Hampton is uh, joining us here from HomelandStupidity.us. I'd like to get your thoughts on all this. Here's an idea. Uh, Julia, has, my girlfriend, has also expressed an interest in uh, being involved in a civil disobedience of, of this sort. And apparently one of her friends, I'm not going to name names because people know who she is, but one of her friends is 17. And she is also interested in topless civil disobedience. What would happen if you got a 17-year-old female, 17 years old, 364 days, 17 and 364 days, the day before her 18th birthday, if you were to have a civil disobedience involving topless women and a 17-year-old, 364-day-old female was to take her top off, what, what would happen in that instance? Is that, like, is that child porn in person? If someone takes a photo, will they go to prison? You, you know, uh, well, you know, technically I suppose they could. Um, I honestly don't know if... Uh, because that technically actually is a federal crime. So you could get the uh, U.S. Marshals banging down your door. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if they would actually bother, but... Uh, I, I would hope not. It would certainly be an interesting uh, instance of civil disobedience. Well, it was happening in downtown Brattleboro there. They were having uh, you know, yeah, that's a naked point. teenagers Yeah, that's a there. great point. They had uh, teens that were like 15 and 16 getting naked, full well, naked. It, it's not against the law. Were they taking pictures? I don't believe photos were taken uh, that I know no, of. I were told was told about. But yeah, you're right. Wouldn't that be uh, poor child pornography, at least by the definition that the uh, the federal government puts on it? Because we've seen people who've had their uh, three-year-olds in their bathtub taking photos of that, took the roll of film down to the development center, and then they get snitched out by the developers to the cops. The cops arrest them and charge them with child porn. That's bizarre. Even though there was no actual sexual activity going on, and it would seem to me that there's a big difference between a naked person and someone who's having sex. Well, there is a difference, and um, the laws, the, the words on the magic pieces of paper that everyone thinks are special... Uh, the laws say that the pictures are supposed to have some kind of uh, sexual element to them, like appeals to the prurient interest and has yeah. no uh, redeeming literary... Artistic value. Right, yeah. right. Something, something along those lines. I don't remember exactly, but... Who could? But uh, if you just have a naked picture of someone doing civil disobedience... You you might actually get away with it because it wouldn't meet that definition. Mm. But then how do they bring those people up on charges for the three-year-old in the bathtub? That is just police abuse. Yeah, it's just awful when that happens. So I think it'd be an interesting aspect if you're going to do a topless civil disobedience to have you know someone underage and people taking photos uh, just because it would be an interesting twist on things. So I think we'll see more of that happening in here in the future. Michael Hampton from HomelandStupidity.us here. Uh, have you done any more blogging this weekend? I haven't had a chance to check. I haven't done any more blogging this weekend. I've been I've been too busy having fun here at Porkfest, uh, seeing all the vendors they got set up today and seeing what they have to offer out here. Uh, did check out one of the bands here this afternoon. Uh, I think their name was uh, Double Shot, and they they were pretty good. Uh, kind of a classic rock feel to them. I heard a lot of covers coming from over there. Yeah, today. they're they're a cover bands. They they. Uh, 
I, I hear they do have a few original songs, but uh, mostly I did hear covers. For a, for a crowd like this, covers are the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. So there are going to be more bands playing here tomorrow. Michael, you're going to be here throughout the weekend, right? People I will be here through Sunday. Very cool. And what are you looking forward to uh, tomorrow? Do you have anything planned? Do you know what's going on? You know, I, I there's so much going on really that I is. literally have to get the schedule every day and look and see hour by hour pretty much what I'm going to be doing. Well, I can tell you that, uh, that let's just go over real quick. We haven't talked yet about what's coming up. We talked earlier about what has happened, and there's been a lot going on all week long. But Saturday's the big day. And there are a lot of neat things that people could do. This is a panel discussion that uh, that keeps coming back. We made the move, and I think it keeps coming back because it's so important and so effective. Uh, by the way, we're being eaten alive by mosquitoes out here. We have to take care of is that. Is that what's moment. happening? Uh, Speak for yourself. See, seeing things flying around here. The, uh, the, so basically, what this panel discussion is going to do tomorrow morning is gather people together who have already moved to New Hampshire, people like us, uh, the early movers, and they're going to share their stories, and they're going to take questions from people that are considering uh, joining the Free State Project, and are, you know they have those logistic questions about, well, what what moving company do I hire, or what truck do I rent, or you know the details like that. What's it like? Are there jobs the there? State? The jobs, all the questions that uh, that you could want to ask someone who has that experience. That's going to be happening tomorrow morning. So if you're new to the Free State Project and uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival, you should probably be at that We Made the Move panel. It's going to be pretty cool. And the stories from the movers are always really neat, and it's something that the Free State Project features on their website at freestateproject.org is a list of We Made the Move stories where when someone moves in, they ask that new mover to uh, you know, write a few paragraphs about their experience and what it was like. Michael, what was your experience like moving up here? You know, my, my experience was very unusual since... Uh, I came to the first Liberty Forum in the winter of 2007, and uh, I think, I don't recall if you guys were there or not, but... We were uh, in the 2007 one, yeah. Okay. Um, It was a a fun weekend and very busy. I I saw Ron Paul twice that weekend, and this was before he had even officially announced, and by the end of the Liberty Forum, I knew I wanted to get here as soon as possible, so literally, I put about... Two-thirds of my possessions on eBay, packed the rest into five boxes, which all went UPS, and then I came out here. Wow. That's just awesome. I mean, the, the, the stories range from something just off the cuff like that, just blowing stuff out the door, getting packed up and coming here just by yourself, to someone like Brian Travis, uh, who moved here recently from Colorado just a few weeks ago, who has to bring, he's got a family with a business and farm equipment. I mean, he's loaded up a, a truckload full of stuff. I think you uh, you almost, you missed, I guess, his unloading, but yeah, he'll be I back. Because he's going for like three more trips to bring all kinds of stuff up here. So some people are really going through a lot of effort to get here. And I can understand why. When you come here to Porkfest and you meet these people, you want to be here as soon as possible. And I think people should really consider it. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about them. Michael, as always, thanks for coming on. On the show. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and uh, some of those features include updates. If you get signed up, we will keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on that list for free. That is updates.freetalklive.com. 
AnarchyInYourHead.com. Free Talk Live tonight is brought to you by AnarchyInYourHead.com. You know, there's a new uh, comic up today. Every Friday they, they have one. And this week there's all kinds of... a bonus up this yeah, week, too. There's all kinds of bonus content at AnarchyInYourHead.com. Well, Dale is here, the cartoonist from mm-hmm. Anarchy In Your Head. And I haven't, I haven't actually gone down to the vendor tent yet. I'm going to uh, go through there tomorrow and see who's out there. But I know he's got a vendor table where you can actually go... And have your, uh, I guess, what did they, oh, I heard the word, yes, caricature, caricature, you can have a caricature drawn of yourself, uh, sort of in Anarchy in Your Head style, and so you can go to anarchyinyourhead.com and read some uh, principled comic strips. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right, so we're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008. We're on the second of three shows we'll be doing live, so there's plenty more coverage to come uh, with tomorrow night's program and there's just so much going on, so much to talk about, so many interesting people. I see Peter from Bureaucrash here uh, standing in the background. We're going to try to pull him over here in a little bit. And uh, But right now, let's talk to some more uh, Free State Project members who happen to be hanging around. Uh, we have David with us. David, just sit clo- as close to that mic as possible. And we are... That's okay, no problem. They're cutting our power, Mark, which uh, is okay because we're on battery backup. So, no oh, really? problem. Yes. Hopefully this will be uh, completely transparent to our listeners. Anyway, David, you are a new mover as part of the Free State Project, and you've got kind of... Oop, let me turn your mic on. How about that? <laughs> you've got kind of an interesting story behind uh, how you ended up getting here. You were someone who found the Free State Project through Free Talk Live. Right. What, how did you... What's your story, if you don't well, mind? Well, um, I... I'm don't know if I want to trace it forward or backward, but actually, uh, you recently had a guest called Jack Thompson, and... Uh, Basically, I uh, was following events that were happening with him and have received a link to his interview with Free Talk Live and, you know, liked what I heard in the interview for various reasons. And, and did, did, you hear, week. Did, did you hear the interview immediately? Because uh, Jack Thompson was on and we kept, right. we've kept that, that, that audio that is out link. there. In the, yeah, yeah, it was, it was so, just that audio link. And, and how, long, uh, how long after it was done did you hear it? Uh, I think it was just a couple days after. It was actually. fresh? Okay. Yeah, it was pretty fresh. I know it was the last interview. It was probably on Monday or Tuesday that I that I got the link. Okay. So one the, thing the interview would have been sun- so one thing led to another, led to another, and now here you are in New Hampshire. How long was this process for you? I think the interview was back in 2005. Okay. And uh, I know when y'all were talking about the first 1,000, I ended up signing that. I think at the beginning of December before the the, the term ended on it. Uh, I think I was about halfway through, and then during the whole of December, people just started piling onto the first 1,000. Yeah, they sure did. So when did you move up? When did you uh, actually get in state? I moved into a place in, in state near little, named Little Minnesota, and that was about 9.30 p.m. Sunday, March 2nd. This is one of the uh, the many uh, Free State Project pork manors, where yes. uh, essentially free staters who've got a little bit of capital willing to invest are coming up here and buying uh, places that have multiple rooms, for instance, or multifamily units, and they are renting them out at a very, you know, maybe a little very bit more affordable, affordable rate, affordable. Uh, but only to Free State Project free members. Staters. We actually have six people in the house right now. Very cool. Uh, and if, from what I understand, it was built specifically for this purpose. It wasn't just a house that was bought and converted for oh, cool. to be a pork manor. It was actually built. So um, so basically, you can go to porkmanor.com if you're interested in learning more about that. Actually, it's a pretty uh, neat little service. Yeah, actually, if I can say it, the, the landlord of Little Minnesota is the guy who runs Pork Manor. Ah, mm. how coincidental. So here yes. you are. You're in the state, a uh, relatively new mover, and relatively. so this is your first Pork Fest? This is my first Pork Fest. Uh, my plan was to move up here to definitely be here for Pork Fest. 
some things happened with my job, so I ended up moving a little bit sooner because it was now. Hey, good deal. Yeah. Expeditious. So uh, how do you feel about all this? I mean, this has got to be a little overwhelming. It's a little bit overwhelming in some ways. It's been a fun week. I've had some other things happen this week, but uh, it's I've been out here every day, and there hasn't been a lot happening until the end of the pork fest. I'm hoping, hoping with further pork fest, that'll actually change. How do you feel about the people you've met this weekend? Everybody's been friendly. Isn't even it even true? people that I've, people from out of state that might have never been to a pork fest before, they're just free state project participants. You know, I, I meet somebody and you know pet their dogs and. Yep. You know, it's it's really funny that uh, there's this guy uh, John, and he's a. You know, a, fa- a vocal member of the Free State Project, and he, he, he what he often says to people is, "Welcome home." Welcome home yeah, and don't yeah. you really feel that? It really does. I do not want to go back to South Carolina. I, 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 you know, I feel like I've got in some ways, some ways, uh, closer relationships with people here than than I do with some of my family. Yeah, I don't think I've met a single person here that hadn't been open. In any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. David, I want to thank you for sitting in on the Very program welcome. tonight, Very and thank welcome. you, and congratulations on your early move to thank New you. Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. The number here for you, 800-259-9231. We go to Dave in Kalispell, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Oh, Dave with a noisy phone. Dave, are you still there? Hello. Hello, Dave. You're on the air. What's on your Hello? mind? Could you hear me? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You guys sound like we covered up far away. We sound a whole fun. bunch of static. I don't know how. Uh, that's probably something on the network end. Uh, you sound clear to us, so go ahead with your point and your right, question. Okay. Hey, yeah, I think it's the pork fest does the porcupine damage, man. I don't like it. I oh, always my. thought it was about spare ribs or something. You're talking about <laughs> a porcupine, man. Those guys are cool. You should say porcupine festival. Yeah, you're right. We we have uh, uh, porcupine stick, freedom festival. I'm up right. for the porcupines, man. I agree with and, you. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Because the porcupine festival is a porcupine festival. It's pork stuff, man. You know, you think of spare ribs or yeah, baby you're right. backs or something. That's true. It is confusing, uh, though I believe there is some barbecue available here at uh, the Porcupine <laughs> Freedom Festival. And it's not porcupines. Barbecued porcupines, you not on the menu. porcupine quills, jewelry onions, stuff like that? No, there's not a lot of porcupine actual product around here. But we do have a, uh, a stuffed animal that uh, Kayleen, one of our Shriners, likes to bring along and, uh, br- and spike the, and uh, the show's us. mascot. Spike, you yes. you got to watch how you pick it up. No, it's not a real porcupine. You've got to watch how you got to pick them porcupines up. No, well, I, you would have to watch out if it was a real porcupine, but there are not <laughs> any real porcupines, at least not in the near vicinity here. Uh, but, but, by the way, uh, if you ever want to see some good YouTube, uh, go on and look at the video of the porcupine versus the lions. That's a fun hey. one, just watching the, this porcupine scare off a whole pack of lions. And, of course, the point is... Yeah, they would. Men and lions don't like stuff stuck in their paws. Well, yeah, yep. nobody likes that. You're sure right about that, Dave. Thanks for the call. Hey, uh, uh, hey uh, yeah. let me ask yeah. you a question about uh, what Michael Reagan did. Did you hear what he did? Yeah, somebody called about that. I think it was last night that he uh, he's threatening to, like, he wants to execute want, the, uh, no, the 9-11 says, truthers. He's calling for the 9-11 truth guys that send... Uh, Dave, we got to let you go, man. I don't know what happened there. Your phone's, like, cramping out. But, yeah, uh, a caller, I think, called in last night to tell us about this, that they are threatening, these neocons are threatening uh, the law and, uh, the, excuse me, the, the 9-11 truthers. Now, I'm no fan of the 9-11 truthers, but uh, they certainly should be free to get out there and 
spread their viewpoint and their you know their information. Yeah, I, should not know. be threatened with a gun to the back of the head. No, what what a silly. It's silly. Well, it's a sickness, and it really shows, uh, you know, where these neoconservative guys are coming from. They don't, they don't like uh, other ideas, and they're willing to put bullets in people that have so different ideas from theirs. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. At 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest 2008. From beautiful Guilford, New Hampshire, the Gunstock Campgrounds, surrounded by literally hundreds of pro-freedom, liberty-oriented activists who are hanging out. They're around the, uh, the campfire right now. The Circle of Liberty, as it is called, is going on and it's just an incredible good time. Of course, the SACL CAI Fun Tent also available. Free drinks here at Porkfest <laughs> this year. Uh, it just keeps getting better and better. And big thanks to Jason Osborne. We can't even get him away from the Fun Tent to come here and talk to us. Yeah, the Fun Tent is fun. What are you pointing at? Uh, well, I've got to do this live read. Oh, okay. In, in Chapter 6, Subterranean, Tad Galahad goes to hell. In hell, he finds... Nanobots, killbots, sexbots, supermodel clones, immortality, and a rocket ride off this pale blue dot. Go to freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com. And, and read Chapter 6. Alrighty, here. Our number is 800-259-9231. Let's go to your phone call. Stephen in Colorado, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Um, you know, I, I'm a Free State Project member, but not an early mover, so I'm quite jealous of you guys. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, having uh, so yes. much fun up there. I'm, I'm sure it is. Uh, but anyway, um, I work in the oil drilling industry. Actually, here it's gas that we're drilling for here in Colorado, natural gas. Okay. And the state government is trying to make it very, very difficult for us, uh, not realizing that, um, you know, what they're doing is nudging up the price of, of natural gas. Of all energy, uh, honestly. Of of all uh, the energy. Of all energy, but yeah. specifically in this in this specific case, natural gas. But yeah, you're exactly right. Right, but be, uh, well, if natural example, gas goes uh, up, if natural gas goes up, and it, you know it, 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 that it has a tendency to drive up the other costs. Right. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, but uh, for example, they made us get rid of all of our work trucks. We had these work trucks. Well, they. They have an arbitrary number, 10,000 pounds. If a truck is more than 10,000 pounds, suddenly you have to uh, follow all these DOT rules that would have made our, uh, you know, it would have been prohibitive for our business. We would have had to keep logs. We couldn't work more than 10 hours a day, which we frequently, we routinely work 12 hours a day or more. Mm-hmm. Um, things like this. And so we had to get rid of all of our trucks that were big and get these little trucks that, uh, you know, we can't carry as much tools. We're making more and more run trips back to the shop because we can't carry all the tools and all the parts we need in the smaller trucks. Mm. Um, and uh, so, you know, that's, that's just, that just nudges up the price just a wee little bit, you know. Sure. I mean, it might be just a few cents or whatever, but it nudges it up a bit. Another thing is that uh, our, our people are on the rigs are housed in these temporary buildings. Well, they used to have really lax laws about the temporary buildings. Pretty much they would let us, the technicians, decide – uh, what size cable? You know, we're not going to put anything there that's going to burn it up. What size cable? What size breaker, et cetera? Right. Well, now they're saying, now they're saying that uh, we have to follow these certain guidelines. Uh, I'm sorry, these certain guidelines. And um, so 
you know, that's just a little bit more money that we have to spend to, to sure. qualify. And all of these costs uh, are passed on to the consumer in the the, in the the final product price. Right, exactly. Well, now, the really stunning thing, you, you, you just said, who are these conservative guys or something like that? Uh, and the really stunning thing is that I mentioned this today. One of my coworkers, now keep in mind, let's make sure we have everything straight here. He is a, a he does work in the uh, gas industry, in the energy industry. Um, he said, oh, yeah, well, they don't, the, that doesn't nudge the price up. What nudges the prices up is basically he went on to regale me with the story of men in a room someplace tweaking the price, you know, a nickel here, a quarter right. there. Yeah. This is what people really believe is that, that somehow the commodities brokers are who are, is who's driving up the cost of oil. And, and, and certainly That's speculation insane. does have it, – it, it, speculation it plays a small role, but not nearly mm-hmm. what it does – what state regulations and federal regulations do. That, right. you know, that's, yeah. All that stuff's really what um, you know, makes energy cost so much more. Right. Well, and I wondered, and you guys asked the question, you know, who are these neocons? Who, who, what kind of people are they? And I just wonder, what kind of people are they? This guy, he's a neoconservative, diehard Republican. He's voting for McCain, even though he, quote, unquote, you know, he says he doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's for some gun control, as I've told you in a previous call. Stun gun control. This gas price conspiracy. I think that he thinks that being a conservative, being a Republican, means that you you hate gays, you hate atheists, uh, and you're for the war. I think Maybe that's so. what he thinks it means. I mean, there's talk, certainly no principle. I mean, there's certainly no right. principle for them to follow, so they can make up whatever craziness they want to. Yeah, they're just empty vessels. They're just Republicans. You put into you know whatever's like Richard Mayberry says. I don't know if you are familiar with his work. He's a he's an author. Um, like he says, uh, you know, there, uh, there's, there's no principle behind these guys at all. There's, it's civil, it's the difference between civil law and natural law. Civil law is you make it up as you go. Whatever the, whatever the, uh, Fuhrer wants, that's what the yeah. Fuhrer gets. You know, I saw a bumper sticker today, and I want to thank you for your call tonight, Stephen. I appreciate it. I, that ties sure. into this. The bumper sticker said, uh, it, it said, no, it said, border patrol, not gun control. And I just thought to myself, Dude, you just don't get it, do you? I mean, and it's and it was a bumper sticker I saw here at the, the at the gunstock. Now I don't know if that means it was someone attending Porcupine Freedom Festival. Sometimes there are some people that are new to the Liberty Movement that come here to to see what's going on. Well, but it's like you don't get it. You think that you think that you can con- control the border? They can't control guns. That you can't control the border either. Don't they you understand? They can't it's keep control. drugs out of their own prisons. It's the control that's the problem. It's trying to tell people how to live their lives. That's the issue. The more they crack down, the more it's going to squeeze through their fingers. Right. They just don't get it. Let's go to a uh, special guest sitting here with us on the third microphone. Uh, it is a uh, former, I believe, former representative, Dick Marple. And you're someone who's called the program in the past. And uh, welcome to Free Talk Live. Well, thank you for uh, the invitation. I'm here specifically representing the Fully Informed Jury Association. Oh, excellent. Which, uh, we love that. I have been associated with them for a few years, and it's been one of my passions to attempt to uh, raise the consciousness of the average individual that uh, you are the ultimate judge and jury of all uh, action that goes on in our courts. And uh, I'd like to talk about it, if I may, just for a moment, but yeah. I know there's something else that you want to get to. So, But let me go on with that, because New Hampshire uh, has a very unique constitution. Our Bill of Rights with 39 articles has Article 8, which is an extremely important right reserved by the people for the people before the government was created. And these, this right, which is enumerated in uh, Article 8, 
simply says, quote, all power residing in and being derived from the people, all of the offices and magistrates of government are their substitutes and agents and at all times accountable to them, period. That's it verbatim. I mean, that's pretty potent because government only has a derivative power that comes from the people. Now, the people have the right to contract away their rights. Why? Because, again, the Constitution, Article 1, Section 10, says no state shall. And does it make anything but gold and silver coin a tender and payment of debt? That's very important. But more particularly, it says no state can impair the obligation of a contract. So without a contract, you have no force or effect. People unwittingly enter into a contract with corporate government. You say, what do you mean corporate? government. Well, unfortunately, that's what has usurped our constitutional government. The final nail in our coffin of constitutional government was back in 1933 when Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who many believe should have been executed for treason, not only took the law, which was in gold, substance, the money of the, of the nation, and forced the people to turn their gold into corporate government which was a private corporation known as the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve banks are private corporations. They have nothing to do with our government. They control our money supply, and you can see what it is today with gasoline at over four FRNs. I don't call them dollars. I call them FRNs. That's now, what they are. Now, you, want to t you came here apparently to talk about uh, uh, opting out of this uh, corporate, corporate government Corporate government. System. That's exactly what we're going to address. We'll cover you. that here in moments, okay? Hang yeah, on. sounds more, good. More with Dick Marple, former representative here in uh, the great state of New Hampshire at this beautiful uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008. An amazing group of people here. More coming up in moments. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Maybe enough time for your call at this point. We are live from the 2008 Porcupine Freedom Festival here in Gunstock. Uh, it's a campground located in Guilford, New Hampshire, surrounded by hundreds of pro-freedom liberty activists having a great time, libating with one another, socializing. Uh, many of them are standing around the uh, the Circle of Liberty at the fire right now. And, of course, the Sickle CAI fun tent going on here all weekend long, uh, where, of course, uh, I plan on retiring to after the show's over. There's still a few more moments. Again, enough time for you at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And joining us still here, Dick Marple, former representative here in the state of New Hampshire. Dick, you... Um, you know a lot about this whole corporate governance thing, and you had said a moment ago that in the 30s, uh, when Franklin Delano Roosevelt stole the gold from every American, uh, that they were somehow opting into uh, the system, some sort of corporate system, or what was, well, what was no, going on there? There's no question about it, and I thank you for using the word American, because that's what we all are. We're Americans. And if you notice in the Constitution, the word citizen is capitalized in the Constitution. However, starting in the amendments to the Constitution, particularly the 14th Amendment, mm -hmm. you will see that the word citizen is a lowercase c. Hmm. Now, that's the reason for that, because it is subject to the jurisdiction if you read Article 14. Now, Article 14 uh, actually was not a lawful. Notice I use the word the lawful. This is the U.S. Constitution. That's correct. 
uh, not a lawful, it was a legal one. Yeah, it was legal because it was necessary to give citizenship to those of color who were formerly slaves. And the only type of citizenship they could give them was a presumed citizenship that they were born in the District of Columbia. That's a United States citizen. I've now, always said on this show, Dick, that I don't want to be a citizen because what my understanding is is a citizen is someone who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. That's absolutely and, correct. And from what I've seen, uh, several Supreme Court decisions, Mark Stevens over at AdventuresInLegalLand.com has laid this out pretty clear. There have been several Supreme Court decisions that have reaffirmed over and over again that the government, state, local, federal governments have no obligation whatsoever to provide Anybody with anything, any of their citizens, they have no obligation to, to, to uh, even provide them with the most basic protection services. You know, they claim they protect and serve. They have no obligation to even show up when you call. You can't sue them if they don't because there's no obligation. So if there's no obligation, therefore, there is no citizen, right? It's absolutely correct. Well, now, wouldn't let that me tell mean you. that we're subjects, Dick? Wouldn't that mean we're well, subjects? Well, not necessarily. Let me tell you why. Because Congress... Uh, the day before the 14th Amendment was, and this is all, you can just go into the congressional record and see it, uh, Congress provided what is called remedy and recourse. And the remedy and the recourse was incorporated into what is known as 15 statutes at large, Chapter 249, which is entitled Rights of an American Citizen in Foreign States. That's the title of 15 statutes at large, Chapter 249. Now, in that, you will see very specifically the right of expatriation and the right of expatriation is now contained very cleverly in the notes to the u.s code title eight of the united states code mm -hmm. you can put it into google eight usc fourteen eighty one and you go to the notes on 1481, and look, why don't you read it for me? Under the rights of expatriation, RS section 1990 provided that, whereas the right of expatriation is a natural and inherent right of all people, indispensable to the enjoyment of uh, the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and whereas in the recognition of this principle, this government has freely received immigrants from all nations and invested um, them with the rights of citizenship, whereas it is claimed that such American citizens with their descendants are subjects of foreign states, owing allegiance to the governments thereof, whereas it is necessary to the maintenance of public peace that this claim of foreign allegiance should be promptly and finally disavowed. Therefore, any declaration, instruction, opinion, order, or decision of any officer of the United States which denies, restricts, impairs, or questions the right of expatriation is declared inconsistent with the fundamental principles of the republic. So, All right, what does that mean? Thank though? you very much. Expatriation is a right. It is a right of the What does republic? it mean to expatriate? To leave the... Well, I don't want to leave well, the country. No, but, but no, you don't have to. You don't have to. Well, that's what they always tell me, Dick. Ah, they always say, if you don't like it here, get out. Well, then you show them what 1481 says. A2, please. You want to read A2 for me? Uh, I don't know how much more on, this just, I can take. It, 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 I'm a, sorry, a, it's legalese. Dick. A2 is rather short. Um, so, hold on just one second. Way up here. Taking an oath or making an affirmation or other formal declaration of allegiance to a foreign state or a political subdivision thereof after having attained the age of 18 years or. Bingo. All you okay. have to do is take an oath. Okay, so Most what people I... use an oath of purgatory. Now, oath of purgatory means you're purging your signature on all contracts that you have not knowingly, willingly, or intentionally via, uh, entered into. Like a lot of government uh, absolutely, things because where they're a, coercing me. That's into your, that. absolutely correct. So, okay, so here's a question for you. Yep. 
would it be possible to expatriate in the way of perhaps joining my own country of one? Can I uh, withdraw from the uh, the citizenship game here in America and create the country of Ian and be an, a nation unto myself and not join any other? I don't want to join other governments, Dick. I'm not interested in you know playing well, their uh, games. You're absolutely correct. Now, but let me let me tell you what the, the actual Article Four, Section Four of the Constitution. Four. Notice I said four, not mm -hmm. of, because the original Constitution was four. The United, spelled with a lowercase u as an adjective describing the states, states. united. Yeah, you're right. I'm serious. He's, he's right. There, there's games played here, and it's very subtle. I call it sedition by syntax, mm. because they change things around, words, and, and it's it pulling a bull over the people's little, eyes. Yeah, little but things matter, matter, right? Absolutely In they the, matter. the legal world. Sure. I mean, it Is just, that why the, all the names are ca all caps? What about the all caps thing, where you see... Well, that's uh, another issue. Don't get into that no, now. Because okay, that, 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 let's that. go back to... Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution for the United States of America. And what it says, it says the United States shall guarantee to each state a republican form of government. That means we are republics. We are not. The democracy. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Democracy doesn't even appear. Democracy comes from, uh, it's a compounding of two Greek words, demo, D-E-M-O, mm -hmm. which means man, uh, generally in, in Greek. And creation, K-R-A-T-I-N, which means rule, law, or control. Man's rule. No. That's what democracy is, man's rule. It's I just want to be free, Dick. I'm not interested in joining another government or a republic or a democracy or anything like that. Well, you're that. automatically a, 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 a member of the republic because New Hampshire is a republic. Well, We're guaranteed a republic. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, but I don't really care. You know, so I, you're I an American now. Under New Hampshire, if you if you uh, are a sojourner here from another state, and you uh, sojourn here, and you uh, spend some time uh, in this state, and you like it, you say, "Yeah, hey, I think I'll stay here." Yeah. Then you are defined under the New Hampshire Constitution as an inhabitant. Okay. Article 30 of Part 2 of the New Hampshire Constitution defines you as an inhabitant, not a citizen. Okay, good. So, Great. And if you want to run for office, then you look at Article 11 of the Bill of Rights for the New Hampshire, and it's inhabitants that run, I'll not citizens. So you don't even but people don't citizen. read it. I yeah. passed out literally thousands of copies wow. as a, in my six well, years as a member of the General Court. The Constitution is... Freely I'll be honest with you. I've only read one part, and it's the first paragraph, the very first paragraph that says that governments are by the consent of the governed. That's correct. And I don't consent, so I'm not a part of this government, right? Absolutely not. No. I love that. This guy's great. Yeah. No, but it, 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 again, it's words, and words do have meaning. For sure. example, let me, let me use, uh, uh, again, the, the term United States. Uh, you have federal courts. Now, I have at the feature booth. Uh, come down and see my feature booth. I will come I out there tomorrow. A, I have a big sign. I, I've done every, feature outreach. It says every court in New Hampshire is operating in violation of the Constitution. You say, well, what do you mean? Well, I've, 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 that sign is there yeah. in order to... Draw people in. Yeah, you got it. Make them ask questions. Because they aren't right. fully informing. That's correct. They're not telling so, the jury they can say no based absolutely. on their feeling about the law and the statutes. Absolutely. So, anyway... The people who see that, that well, what do you mean? I said, well, let, let the Constitution explain it for me. Let the Constitution explain it for me. And I show them a copy of the Constitution. So you look at Article 3, Section 2 of uh, the United States Constitutions, 
and you'll see that it says that admiralty jurisdiction is reserved for federal courts. It's not delegated to any state court. State courts do not have admiralty jurisdiction. You say, well, what's admiralty jurisdiction? Well, admiralty is contract. Everything is contract with admiralty. Admiralty law is contract. And that's specifically what has happened is in 1938. Oh, my gosh. We are out of time. We're out of time. Well, anyhow, the legal profession, together with the judiciary in their attempt to usurp, and which they have. Total control. That's correct. They have merged equity with law. You know, Dick, we'll have to talk about more of these uh, fine, fine details some other time. I appreciate you sitting in here on Free Talk Live tonight. Enjoyed Thank it so much. Thank you for we'll the opportunity. We'll be back tomorrow night here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008. See you then.